Now entering Nerdist.com. You made it with, you made it with, you made it with. Dane Cook just walked out. That was a great episode. And it would have been five hours if I didn't have to go to the airport right now. Um, guys, this is, uh, who is this? Beth Stelling, who I am thrilled to, that she's on the show. And she was wonderful and hilarious and a real delight. And I, I have to go. I'm not going to do tour dates. Amazon, if you want to hear the tour dates, listen to Brody. <laughs> Those, listen to the intro to the Brody. If you want to come see me live, coming to Miami, where am I going? I'm going to be in New York this Friday, but it's sold out. Um, why did I mention that? What am I, an asshole? All right, so Beth Selling is wonderful. Get her album, Sweet Sweet Beth, which we jokingly plug a billion times. And if you want to support the show, we have You Made It Movies. Apparently, the, day, uh, the, the, not the, day, the Doug Benson one should be out next week. Sorry I've been playing that a little early. That should be out any minute now, uh, next week. <laughs> and uh, that's a great way to support the show and, and spend some more time with uh, me and a guest watching a movie. Or uh, buy a t-shirt, youmadeitweird.com, or click donate if you're feeling nasty. Also, you can go to Nerdist.com and click on the on the Amazon banner and then uh, shop that way. So if you're going to buy like a boat or something, would get a small percentage of that, which would be really nice. Um, so that's it, everybody. I'm feeling pretty jazzed. But uh, I have to pee out of my penis. Is that normal? Liquid shoots out of my penis like four, five, six, seven times a day. It's really, it's really concerning. Okay, uh, enjoy, everybody. I had an audition. That's why you're fired. Yeah, that was my first. Oh, yeah. Real quiet in here. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, KT. Hi. Good morning. Hello, Bethany. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. <sighs> Who says that? I don't know. I think what are you I'm drinking? Some uh, I'm almost done. It's just uh, no, I wa- kale. Why did you? I thought maybe you were grossed out. <laughs> no. It's uh, it's kale, blueberries, mango. Yeah, but it looks like you're Vitamixing it or or magic bullet <laughs> bullet magic I'm bullet. Nutribulling. Nutribullet. Ting. Ting. Nutribulleting. I knew a Nutribulleting. <laughs> An Asian man. Oh, come on, everybody. I'm just saying, if someone's last name is Ting, mm. where does the line... Oh, do I have to put these on? You don't have to. I mean, be a like, bold move if you didn't. Pretty bold? Would I be the first? You would be the first. Mm-hmm. You didn't ever put them on? Just leave, does... your, leave your phone. You ever be passive-aggressive? Go ahead and leave your <laughs> phone on. I just caught myself doing it, but I was doing it as a bit, I assure you. I assure you. <laughs> but go ahead and leave that on. Real mean. See, okay. I was I did I was at an audition, so I had to I had to use pretend. Usually, people come in and it started. I was already here in Nutribulleting. Nutribulleting. Mm-hmm. My friend. Mango, blueberries. Banana. Tell me why. Tell me why. Ain't nothing but a heart. Did it for you. No, you live with your mother. <laughs> We're all in Ohio, but Tell Ohioans me. are crazy about the Nutribola right now. Ohio's just, losing their mind over it. Aren't they just crazy about whatever is being hot? Whatever's hocked? new, yeah. <laughs> whatever's Sham new. Sham wow. Not even hot, hocked. Hawked. Hawked. Mm. Hawks are always hawking their wares. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, because that's where that's where hawks live in Ohio, and then they come down and grab them. That is true. I've seen hawks from Ohio, and they, I'll save that for later. It's so gross. You really should finish that. <laughs> that is the that last sip is the most of your DNA. It's. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like you've blended with the – you're the final ingredient in that Nutribullet. Just me. If you offer that sip to somebody and they drank it, that person's into you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They, that's a way of a, a Nutribullet secret crush. It's how I'm getting my nutrients. Well – Surviving off of – Kale. Well, this now, yeah. Kale, blueberries, banana, mango, banana. You said banana several times. Mm-hmm. Well, I put a whole half one. You put a whole half banana in there. Put a half a banana. See, that's small to me, that drink you're drinking. Well, it it was all the way full. Oh, I believe you. (laughs) I'm being kind of punchy today, and I don't know why, and I want you to know that I'm going to... How was your audition? Well, see, the thing is, Beth, I don't know about you. Okay. In fact, I'll ask about you. Who are you? (laughs) I just mean, like, I don't know about you in that... When I'm trying to get in the in a good place, mm-hmm. whether it be for this, sh- uh, this podcast or a stand-up show or less for a stand-up show these days, but uh, f- or or uh, an audition, I'll caffeinate a little bit, mm-hmm. okay, uh, and I will um, eat raw chocolate. <laughs> you ever? This sounds like weird. Yeah, no, it sounds like a a, a recipe for the shakes. Yeah, so I'm I'm a little perky right now. Oh. I was riffing up a storm. Were you? <laughs> God, I riffed so hard. And then the character was kind of a jerk. So I I told them in the audition so after I did the part. Into this mm-hmm. with me. It is. Mm. Mm. That's the ultimate excuse for an actor to be like, "Sorry, babe, I'm in character," <laughs> I'm and le- you're just being a complete I'm asshole. Leaking. It's called leaking. Mm-hmm. I would drink something like that almost every day. You would, or I you do. do. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> it's like it does, but not matter. that. Okay, you make because it yourself. You magic bulleted it. Nutri bulleted it. Magic. Same thing. Nutrition's nutrition nutrients are magic. So. <laughs> okay, do you make it yourself? You know those bullets that Mario so has to jump on. Yeah, mm-hmm. they hold them. They they sink a teensy, but uh-huh. they hold them. Oh, he can he can he can fly land on, on them. them, and sometimes he needs to. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, isn't yeah. that like life? Sometimes the things that are out to get us, what do they do? They can help us. They help if us. If you just hop on them a little. Let's pray. <laughs> the coolest faster. Uh, well, it's a lot like Mario Brothers yeah. too. It's a whole lot more. Oh, try Brothers. and do the sermon with me. It's uh, a lot. Well, the first line will be the same, so it'll okay. help you get in the rhythm. Okay. It's a lot like, like Mario, Mario Brothers, Brothers too. too. You knew that one, but you did it very slowly. <laughs> You did it real slow. I know. It's almost like I was trying to be your echo instead of say it with you like you had asked. What, I don't like rules. What are echoes? Yeah. Um, I don't know. You ever look in a mirror and freak out because you're like, I know it's kind of cliche, but like, what is, are you in there? I have had those moments, yeah. You can freak you out a little you're bit. like, what is going on? What am I? Yeah. Is someone over there looking in the yeah. mirror? And so, Well, I will say mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. since the Truman Show, there have been moments where I'm like, but I feel like that's, I don't like admitting that it's like a self-centered thing. No, it's okay to be self-centered. Well. Here. <laughs> where we live and what we what do. What we do. Mm-hmm. No, I think a lot of people, I... I I can't tell you how often I think of the Truman Show. When did it come out? I want because I I've had moments like that ever since I, I was believe little. it came out when I was in the high school, right? Okay. So then, 
1958. 98. 98. Yeah. yeah, so I just okay. graduated. And I, I, I can't tell you how many times I've uh, thought or considered. I actually was thinking about this today, okay? Are you ready? I'm going to take it to the next place. Okay. We'll stay on The Truman Show, too. The Matrix. Yeah, I never saw All that. these movies. Like, if someone... You never saw The Matrix? It doesn't matter. I'm not one of those people that's going to marshal which movies you should be enjoying. Okay. But you should go and see The okay. Matrix. It's so good. Really? Oh, it's fantastic. I mean, I like Keanu Reeves. I mean, you're already in halfway there, then. I mean, if you didn't like Keanu Reeves, you'd still like The Matrix. Okay. It's The Matrix. I'll go... I have to see it. Here's what I'm going to... But I'm probably not going to. I'm okay with that. Okay. I will not follow up on it. Okay. Katie, is your phone on? No. I'm just, your phone is still no, vibrating on the floor. I was just, I, you know what, Beth? I wasn't even giving you shit. I just wanted to give Katie the same amount of shit to show you that I'm an equal opportunity shit <laughs> offender. Okay. Oh, you turned it off? Yeah. All the way off. <laughs> Unnecessary. Why all the way well, off? I don't know. It was still vibrating, and I don't how. Uh, I don't want to go through the motions of turning it off. Vibrate. What was I going to say? We were saying tr- Matrix, tr- Truman Show, and Matrix. But then I was going to. The reason I wrote down Truman Show and Matrix was because I was going to go off of it and then come back to it. So what was the thing that I was just saying? Um, um we were looking in the mirror, mirror and talking about, about how we can't believe our faces are real things. Our faces are real things. Yeah. Oh, self-centered. Yeah. Mm. And then there's movies like The Truman Show and The Matrix is it self-centered. Oh, here's where I was going to go. Okay. Whenever I've, um, sometimes when when I've taken mushrooms, I go, this is like The Truman Show. It makes everything seem really fake. That's all I was going to say. I used to, my parents were divorced and when I would go down to Florida, there would be time to visit my dad. Mm. There would be times. I know your dad. You do? Yeah. Henry Stelling. No, no, no. no. It's, It's Herbert, but. You must have just, yeah, just a mix up. I mean, by Bert in his new life. So, (laughs) downtown in Orlando. I used to go downtown. Downtown Orlando. You mean Disney World? It was Altamont Springs. (laughs) Okay. Okay. But we did go to Disney. But we were driving. We did go to Disney. (laughs) Driving around, and I'd be like, oh, they've just, I'm still in Ohio. They've just switched. Because I would, if I recognized anything that reminded me of Ohio, I'd be like, Oh, they just, they, they were just, lazy. Yeah. It's the same mailbox. Yeah, or this is the same setup. Mm-hmm. They're tricking me. And I was never really on a flight. It was all fake. Of course. Here's what I was going to tell you. All those movies, I think, are making it more likely. If I became, if in my 40s, someone was like, by the way, this is all a simulation, I would just be like, oh, you mean like The Matrix and The Truman Show? Like, I would have all these points of reference, and I would just accept it much more quickly. But here's That's the rub, true. Beth. Those movies, like The Matrix, which you haven't seen. Mm-mm. Jesus Christ. Sorry. But The Truman Show, which you have seen. Yeah. Are all implying what, what for thousands of years, uh, your monks and your gurus have said is true, which is that we need to wake up to the idea that life is an illusion. Or do you just think Jim Carrey's funny in it? <laughs> I just... I, just, I think he wasn't even funny in it. He was pretty funny. Okay, maybe. I don't remember oh, the funny Oh, he wasn't moments. funny. He wasn't I mean, like, I remember them. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Yeah. That's kind of funny. It's pretty good. Oh, no. Of you. First, what, that... Yeah, that impression. You thought it was tonally correct? Yeah. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night. In the way... It, yeah, the... Cadence. The punch. 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 Punctuation. <laughs> it's the new Ashton Kutcher, Kutcher, Kutcher <laughs> show where he shows people how to use grammar. Plosives. You got punked. You got punked. You've been punked. Punched. How come no one ever hits Ashton? Oh, I don't know. I, he's been verbally hit. Has he? 
people yell at him? Yeah, I mean, people say he's doing the wrong thing constantly. Oh, I just meant he's on the show. To apologize. On the show, punked. Oh, never hit him physically. Oh yeah. What did you mean? That's what I, I thought we were talking about. But I thought we were talking about in real life, not always punk. Bruce Willis has to have punched him a little like a hug and he slaps him on the back too, too hard. hard i've gotten almost that. every time is too hard for me i don't like i have a sensitive back we've hugged before yeah but you don't go oh i don't i, I wouldn't do that to you i don't do that to anybody yeah, who wants to take someone out of the hug by slapping them the back. be like here's love but remember that pain is a thing right psh, psh, psh. and i'm always like ow and i don't like that person after no. and i don't want to hug him again and you won't sometimes there's people i don't Want to hug? But and you everybody do? expects me to hug. Why? Your dad, Herbert? <laughs> no, I, I don't mind hugging him. Yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah, he's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. What's wrong with him? No, he's cool. He's Why cool. do your he's parents get divorced? Because he's a maniac. <laughs> he's just like there's a lot of maniacs. What kind of? Um, real. He's what? a bipolar roller. He's he, a bipolar roller. Yeah. What's a, that mean? He's just bipolar and moving through life with it. <laughs> So most most people who are bipolar are also bipolar. You know, I love him. He's a great dad. He uh-huh. lives down in Orlando. Weird choice. Yeah, it's, is he in his the 80s? worst state? Well, Florida. Um, it's a it's a weird state. I think a lot of people that live in Florida would agree with you because maybe they live know. in a nice little pocket. They don't. Yeah, I don't like. You're Florida. gonna shit on it all. all I'll the way. shit on Florida all the way. I love Disney. Disney's. All I know is I went down Splash Mountain, and when I got off, my hands smelled just. Like garbage, putrid garbage. Because of the water. You're holding the thing that it's like smelling a mic that a lot of people have been on. And it's disgusting. These are okay. These are actually fine. Yeah. Good job. Chris Hardwick has OCD, so he changes. Oh, perfect. These That's great for time. me. He also has IBS. Oh. He has all the acronyms. Okay. HIV. ADD. ADD. ADHD. Oh. I couldn't think of another one. Mm, it's okay. I, I watched your Conan set. I was going to say IUD. IUD. Yeah. Is that hurt UTI. when they put it in? It does hurt. It's like a sharp cramp. I've never had one put in, mm-hmm. believe it or not. And I, I don't know if you could p- compare something going up the cervix. To the anus? To I was thinking your pee hole. Oh, good. Yeah, good. that's more similar. Because it's so? nothing supposed to go up there. I oh, because your cervix. To come I didn't even think your cervix has a hole. It does. It's like a little sea anemone right above. It's a sand enemy? That's how I look at Sea anemone. Sea anemone. No, you know like those anemone. things that look like. Um, Katie, do you know what the, yeah. they teach this in girls' school? They got you got no. a sea and an anemone hiding in you. Oh, that, it's a pastry, and we're going with a sea and anemone. Pastries that have a hole with cream in them. Oh, I. I, I know, but what's fucking, a pastry with a hole? Get that shit out of there! I don't want to think about that being no, in a vagina. It's like a long pastry. A cannoli. Okay. Yeah. An eclair. And it, it's like maybe a cannoli, but anyway, you you had like, a place where the where the pastry chef blew cream in there. Yeah. And that's where they put the IUD? No, it's like, you don't, well, you don't, <laughs> you don't really, un, I just I hit, hit the mic. Oh, no, 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 no. And I can't go through that again. Wait, did that? I hit Jocelyn Hughes. <laughs> no, I didn't. Okay. Mm. Anyway, you, I didn't really even know that much. I didn't know as much about my personal anatomy until that happened, until I had to realize, oh, here's what I'm preparing myself for. You know So what we're I mean? putting a thing. When I you have your cervix vaginal canal and then your cervix is up higher i know where the cervix is. okay so you can yeah and that's what it goes i don't through. know why i got defensive about you i know where the <laughs> cervix is oh i know where it is yeah but but it's it goes, weird it's not supposed i just to think of the cervix as the back of the vagina 
Sure, that's a great way to think it's of the it. the back wall. If we were playing racquetball in a vagina. But it's not a wall. It's like a little... I picture it like, yeah. Opening. Vaginas, man. very... Tight. Yeah, and to God, try she, to shove something up so in That so tight. There. Not a vagina. Her cervix, though, was so <laughs> tight. Well, after we had sex, I put in an IUD. After? After. <laughs> It was great. Before, really. So they have to put in your cervix. Yeah. And what does it look like? It looks like an IUD, plastic T. Uh huh. But it's It's made of copper, right? You can get a copper, which is no hormones, or you can get um, uh, one with hormones, which is the Marina, which is a brand, but it's got hormones in it and it's plastic. It's Marina. M I R E N A. Did you get the hormone one? Yeah. You did. Why? Because I, the marine, because I just weighed the options. The copper gives you more cramping and peri- and heavier periods, or has that potential to higher iron content. But yes, but no, but but you still get your period, and there's no hormones, obviously, which is a positive. Yes, but the marina, uh, you don't get your period. Your period to maybe a zero. Don't you want a period? I know it. I do to some extent to feel like regular. To feel Keep like a regular, regular. lady. Mm-hmm. To feel normal. I'm, I'm period constipated because I got the marina up there. That's a phrase someone said at some point. Like that no, sounds like a line you. from Girls. <laughs> period constipated. Like Lena comes in and goes, "Ugh, I'm period constipated because this IUD. Because of the IUD. I forgot the second part. It doesn't. It's. I, I would. I wouldn't mind getting a period. I saw this thing on. But something. I also don't mind having sex without worrying about being pregnant. No, that's great. I gotta say, from the from the fellas, fellas, fellas love that IUD because the pill is always a problem. Right. The the low, 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 low dose of hormone. Low, 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 low. Shorty IUD with the pill with the curves because it's in a circle. <laughs> okay. No, every girlfriend I've ever had, you start dating. Well, not all of them, but most of them. You start dating, and then they go through. Um, and I'm not making fun here, but they go through a they go through a phase where like they're really losing their baloney <laughs> should I <laughs> and then I will go do you want me to get on the pill should I get on the pill would you well, do you want me to I will if no, you want me to if you already to. have the fucking part of the alphabet in your pee hole okay then keep it okay IUD that's the new slogan for the IUD you already have part you have of part of the alphabet QRS no pregnancy I'm put my D in UV there. Here comes my, my day. <laughs> I so then they start going nuts. Be two D's anyway. Two D's IUD, IUD and I'm gonna put a second D. Oh, in you there. got an IUD? Well, here comes I's UD. <laughs> Some guy trying really hard. I'm about to make it an IUD D when my D is in your IUD. And then I would close my legs. Yep, but. He's a tiny, tiny man. Okay. <laughs> and he's already in there and you can't tell. It's like slim good body shrunk down. Yeah. And then climb in there and explore. It'd be weird. I mean, like if you, you know, that magic bus show. Mm-hmm. They always go in the mouth. Miss Frizzle. So why not just take it up the veg? Switch it up. Uh, that would be a really informative episode for kids. Sure. They go in an ear, a nostril. Go in an ear. I believe they do that. A mouth. Never the anus. No. Hi, this is. They had to have gone up the anus. You think they so? have. You had to explore the. Oh, they'll go out it. They You're would never right. go in it. You think they'd be like, "We're in the colon," and that means, "Oh no!" And then it would be the next Extreme episode. Extreme pleasure. <laughs> Extreme pleasure. Yeah. Of no, pooping? not for me, but yeah. Of butt pooping. Uh, of the bus coming out of their of the beehole. 
Yeah. I guess it would be all right. I'm, that was just Miss Frizzle saying that because maybe she's into it. <laughs> I don't know. She's into it. She might be. So what was I telling you? Well, I, I want to talk about the illusion that is life. We're also talking about buttholes. Oh, IUDs. A oh, girl IUDs. Going crazy. Oh, girl going crazy. Dare. That's what we were talking about. So you dated a girl. And you rolled your eyes. You did. You closed your eyes, but then I noticed that you rolled them after you closed them. I know what you're doing. You can't close the curtain. I know what's happening in first class. (laughs) Okay. That's what I call behind your eyelids. Sometimes the girl loses her baloney. No, I'm not saying that all girls, all the ones, not all of them that I've known. Look, I've also known girls that weren't on the period that also lost their baloney. But the thing is, the girl loses her baloney. (laughs) And then inevitably... And I'm trying to be better about this instead of allowing a problem to just happen and be happening right. and be like, oh, you're in a, a weird place. I would always try and solve it. And then um, one of the solutions would always be you should go off the pill. And then that means condoms. And then that means condoms. But now, thanks to over. part of it. No. <laughs> Yeah. And then, well, then, and then you go to condoms, and then there's actually like a very sweet phase where it's like everybody's like kind of happier. Mm-hmm. I think there's a placebo effect where it's like I'm not on the pill anymore, and yeah. and you, and the first couple times you have sex with a condom after not using condoms, you're kind of like it's not that bad, but then like you realize it is it is it's pretty bad. bad. Yeah, it is pretty bad. It just really takes you out of the moment. It doesn't feel great. Yeah, there have been some great moments where you really like can incorporate it into the – you're just like, wow, I don't even remember putting it on and you're in and it's the best. Yeah. And uh, Trojan wishes they were there to film that to be like, see? See, it's it can, possible. It can be part of the dance. <laughs> Trojan, it's part of the it's dance. It's part of the dance. But um, yeah, hormones are bad. So I would go for the one with no hormones and, and then keep a period going. Your body wants to flush – look, I'm not a, an expert. But if your body wants to flush something out, I wouldn't I want to I think it's a perfect in answer, in my opinion. Tell me what. Tell Be- me what. Because I don't want to take a pill, mm. which, you know, is an everyday reminder that um, men rule our lives. And so then <laughs> the, the marina is a good excuse because it still has a little bit of the hormones, but not a ton. It has mm. a certain kind that doesn't really affect your mood as much. Mm-hmm. I just it doesn't think make it's you per- lose your baloney. Yeah, much. and I don't have to deal with heavy bleeding and cramping. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'd, I wouldn't mind getting it. I just don't want it to come heavier than force. normal. Yeah. It lasts five years. I know. Five years. Isn't that weird? Yeah. It's great. Which probably means it lasts six years, but they're like, for lawsuit purposes. Probably seven. Like, yeah, right? I'll keep it for seven. Look, if I made the IUD and it works for seven years, I'm like, legal reasons we say this works for two weeks. Then <laughs> <laughs> you get a new one. Then you get a new one. They and then it's unpleasant. They can be expensive. I remember when I was a kid realizing that I hated going to the dentist. And then I had this epiphany where I was like, but everything just eventually becomes a memory. So it was like kind of like my first exper- experiment trying to just convince myself that when something unpleasant was happening, that it's just like, I won't even remember this. Does that work when they're putting it in your eclair? <laughs> no, I mean, I think I was just like, I, I started reading a bunch of things online and I got really nervous. Uh. I almost canceled because I was reading all these awful things. Like, I bled for years oh really it was awful i was in pain it's weird that no matter everything online was horrible well who's gonna write it's working great right they don't have time to go on there because they're too busy getting pleasured sexually with a magical bus coming out of their ass with no worries (laughs) with absolutely no worries yeah um yeah that is scary but you didn't no i finally went through with it and i'm happy i did and now you have it 
Yes. And there's a small amount of hormones being released into you currently. Yeah, but I feel like, you know, every now and then, sure, I get a little moody. But I'm not like, I never had a freak out like I did on, like, birth control pills. Which, I, just, I mean, I was, I've, I read an email from my mom and cried about the dog running in the snow. I was mm. like, this is mm-hmm. not emotional. Can I, you know what's interesting is the more, yeah, I, okay, look, I've been with the girls that lose their balloon, right? But I've also... Meditation's been coming up a lot lately, and that's just fine. Through meditation, feel like I've been opening up my own heart more towards a place that is like having your period. So I, what does it feel like when you are hormonal, when you're feeling like crying about a girl, a dog yeah. running in the snow? I call girls dogs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't, I mean, I can feel more irritable now that I'm in this stage of my life and the birth control I'm on. Mm. I don't know if it affects it, but I just feel more irritable. It, like I'm hungry, and somebody's mm-hmm. trying to talk to me, and the food's behind them. Oh, well, I'm glad I asked because that's great. Because <laughs> <laughs> that was fantastic. And then also, um, a little I, you can get a little emotional, I suppose. Like, but just, does it feel real? Because like, does it <clears throat> feel real? I mean, it kind of feels good. I'm not a that's non-emotional I'm person. No, but, I'm not accusing you. Yeah. <laughs> Because, well, then I begin to wonder, am I only watching silly shows while I'm emotional or or do they all get us? Because, like, you know, if you watch something like Extreme Home Makeover or Biggest Loser and you start to tear up. Yes. I don't know if I'm always watching those around the times where I'm hormonal or if they are programmed to make us do that. Because... Because they are, they can be beautiful moments. But they are beautiful moments. That's that's yes. my that's really my question. Is yeah. So I don't know if that's I, as I've, I'm older, I'm open to being more emotional or letting it and just letting off. it happen. Yeah. It actually kind of sounds sound, one of the curses of the homes men, my men, <laughs> my group, my dad and brother just come out. Mm-hmm. I keep them in this room. Okay, guys. What's up, guys? They're both named John. So it's very easy. handsome. I'm just kidding. <laughs> They're good looking men. Um, tall. They're both tall. Um, yes, I'm the, I'm the tallest. Just male competition. I just want uh, you to know I'm the I'm tallest. I'm the biggest. I'm definitely. Of me and my sisters? My I'm brother is, is broader. He's got those man shoulders. Like he's got more of a V I'm the youngest but biggest. Are you? Oh, yeah. I'm the youngest but biggest. How many are we dealing with? Two older sisters. Two older sisters. So you know tiny. a lot about syncing up and watching Extreme Home Makeover. <laughs> they're tiny broads? Tiny. Um, you talk a lot in your act. Yeah, about... just keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what? I find if you're really listening, so much is happening. You know what I mean? Like, I could have just kept going with the question, but that really got me. Because okay. I'm trying to not be a Holmes and have my heart open and mm. present, is what I'm saying. There's nothing more powerful. Right? Is life an illusion? We'll get to that. You talk a lot in your act. No, don't do it again. About... Uh, being bigger. Oh, yeah. I noticed. I have. Yeah, I have talked about Oh, you that. moved past that? <laughs> You've retired that off your, no, al- no. off your debut album? No, I, I Sweet, found... Sweet Beth. Trying to plug your album. Oh, thank you. I don't do <clears throat> Say it one more time. Sweet. <clears throat> Sweet. <clears throat> Horrible at Sweet. <laughs> so, I was... I have been larger. Bigger than you... Are uh, now, and by that I don't mean you're big. Yes, oh God! I weighed like I think at one point in time <laughs> after college I weighed close to two hundred pounds. Which okay, how tall I'm are we? Five eight, mm-hmm. five nine. So I'm tall, and I and I grew up playing sports, and so the volleyballs and the basketballs the and the field softballs. Hockeys. Field hockey, lacrosse ever? No, mm. I didn't have lacrosse. 
Interesting. In a lot of people pair them together. Unfairly. I can understand why, mm. but that's just me being nice. I don't understand why. Field hockey just looks like a bunch of wooden candy canes. Yeah. I don't like that. I love it. Well, you love sweets because yeah. sweet bath. Yes. You love anything. That's why you got into it. You're that's like, are they playing with caramel candy canes? <laughs> And then you ran over. And I tried to eat one. You tried to eat one, and then you were, is and that? And you were like, no, but we could use your size on the team. Could you be the goalie? Yeah. Were you the goalie? <laughs> no, the, no. I've never been more insulted. I, that is a good, like, a very good, like, emotional inside burn to were be like. you the goalie? Or, like, real passive aggressive. If I was trying to, like, neg you, mm-hmm. you'd be like, oh, you played field hockey? Were you the goalie? Because <laughs> it's, like, innocent enough, I guess. Feel I was the catcher in, the in Little League. That's what the that fat... That means nothing. It means you have bad knees. Kid. means you're the fat kid. Are you kidding? Really? Good knees. <laughs> when, okay. when we do the, when we do the, the yogi knees. squad in yoga, I'm like, don't worry about it. I did this for the Pawtucket Red Sox. Pawtucket? Paw. It was a French quarter. Pawtucket. I'll have the Pawtucket <laughs> Rogelet. It's a wine. <laughs> the, okay. Good knees. It means you're thick and stupid. Okay. If you're the cat. And look... I I'm a not strong afraid. Back. Hmm? Strong back, big butt. Big butt, which you talk about the uh, uh, the Mexican men enjoying. Yeah, a lot of men and women. Well, here's what I want to ask you. Okay. Do you find, I find, I'm going to keep it on me, in this day and age, because I'm a thicker milkshake, you know, <laughs> you don't think I, I, I qualify? I've weight over the last. I have. I used to be much thicker. But, well, okay, let's take that guy. Okay, okay. I'm him now. Uh, I feel like because of I don't know what. Let's talk about it. I feel like now there's an audience for every type of movie, meaning mm-hmm. thicker girls are like, yeah, pow. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because that it's like we found the audience somehow. Mm-hmm. I feel like before the internet, maybe, or before social network. I don't know what it was, or before some sort of cultural enlightenment. People were like, you had to look like uh, Reese Witherspoon, right? You know what I mean? And now. I run into more guys than not. When I say that I like thick women, which I do, no one's like, fucking weirdo. Everyone's like, yeah, totally. You know what it's I mean? It's like the cool thing. I guess There's maybe it's more bit. in vogue. Do you find that? You're the lady. You tell me. Yeah. For, you know, for a while, uh, I was thinking there's only a place for either Wreath Reith Witherspoon. Christmas version, Wreath <laughs> Witherspoon. Oh, my God. It's my dream to be at a Christmas party with Wreath Witherspoon. So I can be like, check out Wreath Witherspoon over here and then just be shown out of the party. Or, okay, Celebrated. she's already married, yeah, but. Or she just marries me? Yeah, right away. To Ryan Did you Felipe. just call me Wreath? Uh, okay. And then she goes, I'm going to call you Mistletoe Holmes. <laughs> and then she just starts kissing me. But she can't reach my face, so she just kisses my sternum. Yeah, your chest. Yeah. Or maybe she could reach a nip. She probably could get a nip. I looked but right at it. which one? <laughs> I know you did. And when you were talking about your vag, you kept gest- gesturing to it, which okay. I enjoyed. Okay. Not in a sexual way. I just oh, thought, oh, oh, I'm very ha, uncomfortable. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> okay. Oh, I used to think there was just, you know, there's either the skinny gals that are like, for example, the Whitney's. She yes. has a show right now. Or the Melissa McCarthy's. She has a show right now. Who Melissa McCarthy? Oh. Mike and Molly. Mike and Molly. Yes. yes. So there's I'm either the very, that I didn't it's know a, that whatever. Sometimes you hear like I understand. So we got. The very, very skinny, yes. sexualized. We got straw and milkshake. Yes. And I felt like there is just that. Mm-hmm. And now we realize. And I'm sure there's a middle ground, but and also, I mean, you you get you get um, simplified by a breakdown when you get called in for something. And mine is usually I'm 27. Uh, mine's usually 30s, 
so older because mm-hmm. I'm curvier, which is fine, mm-hmm. or because you look chubby like and you fat. could rear a child, right? But I really do have little hips, which is a belly. But, but like Jocelyn Hughes, who's a tiny girl tiny. who came up earlier, I don't think we're going to cast her as much as the mom unless she had hips. Like really big hips. Yes. That looked like something came out of the cervix. That's true. Maybe the IUD. I, th- I don't even know if there's any rhyme or reason for all of what they... I don't know. I think... But... The, the, mm? I don't know. I guess there is more of a market. I don't... If I... I would have to see... Who was that one gal who did almost perfect? Or no, no, no. Less than perfect? She was the blonde chick. She had her own show for a little while and she was like bigger. And she's lost weight. Sarah Rue. I don't know anybody. Oh, okay. Well, either way, it was, it was another show they were giving somebody a chance. Or like Ugly Betty. Mm-hmm. She was the lead. She was not that big. But she was huge in comparison. TV fat. Yes. Oh, I call myself TV fat all the time. Right. I'm TV fat. You go into auditions, it really breaks the ice to go like, hi, everybody. I know I'm TV fat. <laughs> hi, I'm it TV really fat. Does. Left of center, TV fat. I like that. Mm-hmm. I'll start using it. It's great. I'm TV fat. It's not, TV fat is the rest of the country pretty okay. Yeah. 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 I mean, I'm I'm in a good place with it. I just don't think that it would take a lot of work and not eating to be extraordinarily thin. Would you want to be? I've ha- I've known girls personally who, when they were thick, I was like, "That's right." Like it's almost yeah. like that's the shape of their soul. Yeah. And then they get real skinny, and you're like, "I miss you." <laughs> <laughs> I miss I all miss of you. What you were. Where did it go? First of all, like where is it? Yeah, is there just a pile of you and somewhere? Got it, and then it's also you can get droopy looking if you yeah. are really full. And you well, I mean, there's a lot of biology to it. Someone that looks when I went to Uganda, my body type was really attractive because it looks like you can afford a meal. And mm-hmm. I'm not trying to be funny. Mm-hmm. That was true. Yeah, if you yeah. were a little bit thicker, it looked. It was like a, it's like a cue that person is probably eating regularly. And so that's kind of sad, but it's true. I think there are similar cues. There are girls like I'm not shitting on Whitney, but let's say a Whitney type, mm-hmm. which is weird because Chelsea's really thin and she loves getting donuts and stuff. But I just mean like you see certain girls and you're like, I bet John Mulaney and his lovely girlfriend when he was telling me when they first started dating what he loved about her. Mm-hmm. One of the things was, and I don't think he'll mind me saying, was she'll go with me to get a donut and she'll eat it. Uh, like he said that, which was so fun, right? Yeah. Because he doesn't drink and he wants someone that'll go and get a donut with him. But that's one of those paradoxes where it's like there are times when like I'm not eating donuts and like right. I don't want people to eat donuts. And then there are times when I'm like, let's eat some goddamn donuts. I just same. want someone to sync up with me that we both want to eat donuts at the same right. time, which is difficult. Because what if you're in a real kale, blueberry, mango smoothie place? I am right and I'm now. Like, yeah, see? Me too. Beth, I haven't been drinking for three days. That's it. That's mm-hmm. how you know you have a problem when it's like, <sighs> it's been three days. I was watching a clip yeah, of you and okay. you're drinking a beer. No, mm-hmm. I'm okay. Yeah. And you're drinking a beer. And immediately I'm just flushed with that twinge of like when you're with someone, you have to hope that your phases sync up or that you can maintain right. enough independence that it doesn't matter. For example, I'm drinking and if I was dating someone and they were drinking a lot and I wasn't drinking, it would bother me, yeah. which it shouldn't. But when you hinge up to another person, because that's what I was doing. I don't know why. I'm just thinking about the idea of – like you're drinking those shakes, and if your if your boyfriend was like, "I want to eat pancakes all goddamn day," he'd be like, "But I'm in a shake place. It's right. hard. 
I know it is really hard, and you right? either have to love them enough to be like. But you can, you know, this from experience. You can't. Yeah. <laughs> I am removing my shirt. I got hot because I was getting passionate. I got hot too. You can remove your sweatshirt. Okay, thank but you. But not <laughs> not anything thank else. You. Um, oh yeah, so whatever. You either have to like love them enough to be like everything's fine no matter yeah. what. But you know this too. You cannot change anybody and you can't be like, no, you're drinking smoothies. Just like there are times you can't explain why you're like, I constantly have to be eating Klondike bars. Mm-hmm. And But here's the, here's the rub. Were you not done? No. I feel like other people can change me. I allow other people to change me, really? which sucks. So... Uh, haven't been drinking for the past couple of days, and then I feel like if I had a girlfriend that was like, "Let's go out," and like was bummed out that I wasn't also drinking, I will immediately find the quickest path to resolve the conflict and just and Drink. will just uh, yeah sacrifice my own value at that point because I'm like I don't feel like doing it, but I'm like, but she's doing it, and I don't want her to feel bad. I've smoked cigarettes, which is a disgusting thing because the girl I've been hanging out with was smoking a cigarette. Oh my god, I still do that. Really? And I'm, I'm I've been with somebody for like I've been with somebody for a year and a half, long distance. L D. And he smokes, and whenever I'm around him, I smoke. Not because I'm doing it for him. I'm doing because it it's like, yeah, this be is what we're doing together. Be stilling. Mm. It's a weird level of codependence that we share. Then, and I just. It just, I mean, there are times where I'm happy, like turning it down. You want one? I'm like, no, no, I'm good. Me too. But that's when I'm at my best. Yes. Because I'm feeling healthier. But yeah, I'm in a healthy mood. We're also separate. So the little time that we have together, it's like, let's do Do everything together. together. I love a long distance. It's great. I like it too. It's really great. It's like your parents divorcing, you going to visit your dad. He takes you to Disney and Seven Eleven for Slurpees, right. and then you come back. I wonder. <coughs> I wonder if long distance to homework, <coughs> hmm? to homework and chores. I understand. It, I wonder if it's. I feel like in the olden days, you know, like the fifties. Yeah. People had, or maybe even before that, but I feel like people had their lives a little bit more compartmentalized. Um, meaning they had their work. Now I'm thinking. I'm just thinking of Don Draper. You have your work. You come home. You have the dinner time. Then you go to bed. Sometimes mm-hmm. in separate beds, like that wasn't even that, that weird great. back then. You just <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you at least have your own little place. <laughs> well, that's exactly what I'm saying. The modern relationship, I think we had the two colors on the palette. I like to think blue for boys and cervix for girls. <laughs> so we have blue and cervix colored, <laughs> and those were separate. And on the weekend, it was fun to dip a little in both. And we're like, look at this, look at this. Now, the modern relationship is like everything is supposed to be together all of the time. Boundaries are like offensive to some people, mm-hmm. to people like me. So I'm not talking, I know there are people with good relationships, but I'm talking about smearing it all together. Yeah. I want to go to bed at the same time. Mm. I remember getting into that with my therapist being like, what this one girlfriend I had was like, wanted to go to bed at the same time. And he's like, you need, he doesn't give me a lot of advice, but he's like, you need to say, if you're going to bed, I love you. Go get some sleep. Yeah. I'm watching fucking Matrix. <laughs> I'm watching, I'm watching the, the goddamn Matrix. But don't you... So the long distance, which is now the 2013 version, I think, of what, of what this is, allows us mm-hmm. to put our relationships in these little cute bags. They're cute. Very cute. Very... I don't know which bag you're picturing, but I bet it's different. Yours is like a girl bag. Mine's like a Samsonite. Yeah. Like luggage kind That's of briefcase. I know, I know. I know my women. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. So I got... The relationship, you put it in. And then, like, when you are um, – I'm sure your boyfriend came in when you did Conan or whatever. But when you're, like – he didn't 
I mean, he even was with better. me there the weekend before. Oh, I, I'm not judging your labeling. It was a, it was a last minute. Okay. In fact, even better. That actually speaks more to my point. So you got briefcase boyfriend, mm-hmm. long distance. There he is. Or the rose under the little glass thing from Beast. <laughs> mm-hmm. Beauty. Beauty and or. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've always thought it was funny to call it Beauty and, and or, or the Beast. One of them's on it at least. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Belle going about her day. When you have it in the brief... Just two notes was all I needed. Oh. Okay, keep going. You got it in the briefcase and you slide it under the bed and then you can focus on your goddamn Conan thing. Yeah. Or, not that your boyfriend would be a a nuisance, but it's a little bit different when we blur those colors completely together. So I think our last gasp of trying to separate things and trying to have like extreme boundaries and just... is long distance. The long distance things I've had in my life, I've loved... I've loved, and it's amazing the quality your brain has to divide yourself into different people. Yeah, it's mo- it's almost always a good thing. Yesterday he was sick and probably could have used a little more of my time and attention, which is why I was feeling kind of self-centered. Like, man, I'm out here doing what I love. Yes. He's back where I grew up. So I, I do have a lot of like... Does he woodwork? No. <laughs> That's what I think the rest of the country yeah, is doing. Yeah. Well, he, like, he's he not does in work on comedy. He works on cars. And... Oh, so he does. He's a man. I mean, he, yeah, he's a real man. One of those goddamn men. He's a real man. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but he could have used me a little more, probably. And I'm out here, and I'm all like self-centered, and mm-hmm. I, I so I feel guilty about that sometimes. And I begin to wonder: Is it that healthy? No one, not a lot of people are doing what I'm doing, mm-hmm. and people are constantly always asking me, "When is he going to move here?" Mm-hmm. You know, when are you guys going to be together? Mm-hmm. And I'm like... You'll notice I didn't ask just, you to take your briefcase out from under the bed. No. I said, leave it there. Just leave it there. Because we're evolved, Beth. Right. And I, <laughs> and I had these, and I had this conversation with him, too, where I was like, you're not just waiting for me to come home, right? And he's like, no. I mean, yeah. I just see us working wherever we may end up. It doesn't happen to be right now in the same place. Wait, what, I, is, what is his ambition? He's, he's a businessman. He owns, he owns um, these wakeboarding... Parks. He owns wakeboarding parks? Two. Two of them, plural. Mm-hmm. One in Houston, one in Cincinnati. Oh, I know those wakeboarding parks. Wake Nation. Wake Nation. Yeah. I've been going to wake and roll. Uh. Sorry. <laughs> You'll need to switch. I'm sorry. Wait, wake and you. bake? Yeah. That's the one where you make your sweet treats. And then... And he wakeboards. Yeah. See, but even when I said that, you have to understand, I don't like this part of myself, but I have, I'm, I'm working through it. It's mm-hmm. one of the reasons I like talking about it on the podcast. When I say wake and bake, what the scenario that I'm running in my mind is this. Um, boyfriend, man, man, big hands, hairy hands. <laughs> so big hairy hands, wakeboarding really picks up to a point where like something gives. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then you move there mm-hmm. and you work at wake and bake. Mm-hmm. And now you're making cupcakes. And then, then there's this like ember of you that's like, oh, I, sh- I should still be doing comedy or whatever. Yeah. I know that didn't happen. No. But I don't like that my brain runs that scenario immediately. Everyone does. Every, I, I don't know if everyone's waiting for me to finally like give up. And, I mean, I have, I've been here for a year and a half, so it's not like I'm seven years in like, I don't know, I guess. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's also never been a – I've never had a time on, timeline on my career or mm-hmm. what I want to do. Mm-hmm. I don't know if a lot of people say that. But I haven't. I have goals, but it's just to to work in comedy. It's just to make a living doing comedy. That's mm-hmm. all I want. 
and I do love it out here. But I do have those moments too where I'm like, well, if what is life? You know, is it about me being in love and in that way? And if I do move home and make cupcakes, will that make me happy? Or will I freak the fuck out and be like, oh my God, I should still be doing stand up? Or if there's like a turn in my life where something becomes more important, which is him. Because it becomes like him versus career. It feels that way sometimes. I know. Well, this is, this is the thing that I, that is really kind of a haunting thing to me is that when I see people in relationships like yours, so let's take you out of it, it, it almost feels like a little bit of a race where it's like if you got a show, the Sweet Beth Hour. I like that. You like this? Um, and then you were, you were filming five times a week and all this. So it's like a race. Yeah. If I mean, you I- hit that mark, then boyfriend packs his, you know, he doesn't really have suitcase. He just has like a satchel. Right. With just a wakeboard in it. A it's a wakeboard. And I thought you said hummus <laughs> and salamis. He's got Salami. like his man, like a knife hummus. and they let him fly with it. Cause he's like, I got to shave mid flight or I scare people. <laughs> Cause he's so goddamn he hairy. Such a lumberjack. Yeah. He's really a lumberjack. Uh, so he'd move here. Is there a feeling a little, it sounds like he's really laid back in cash. He is. Very, he's very laid back in cash, but there, it, but I, we just had this conversation where I was like, I have this feeling like you're just waiting for me, or if I don't get something, or you know, I'm, I'm that, see, yes, that uh, won't, we won't be together because there's no point. I live with two gals here, it's like there's no point in him I'm coming. I'm really loving your use of gal. <laughs> he's, I'm, he's not gonna come here and live with me in my little room. I mean, I love where I live, right? And he has a house in, in Ohio, we're close to where we grew up, and that can also seem very appealing oh drinking whiskey on a porch with someone i love mm. and having regular sexual relations mm-hmm. or being out here and like i this that that regular sex nice. is overrated and overrated. but that yeah i mean like it's we have a great sex life that's what i'm saying because you put all this time in between yeah. and you go oh yeah the briefcase in the dark corner there's this weird big man dick right and it's like is that unhealthy or is that fucking the best see here's the challenge to you because you're is there a time where we will be together and then it's like, oh, well, this isn't like it was before. Well, that's also... Aren't relationships scary? They're so scary. They're so scary to me because all of these questions... This is questions, my longest one. Is your longest I one? I think so. How long has it been? A year and a half. What? I'm dating someone a year and then I moved to Los Angeles. I'm like, good luck with your wakeboarding. <laughs> I'm just saying going long distance after a year. Wait, it's been long distance the whole time. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> A year and a half. Beth, here I'm going to put this. They to you. can't. They can't leave if they're always gone. That is so funny. Your new album. They can't leave if they're. No, my my next guest is a very funny comedian who's making her late night television debut right here on the program. <laughs> her new album, "They Can't Leave If They're Always Gone," <laughs> which is coincidentally also one of the punchlines in the set she's about to do. <laughs> Noticed. You had to think about that, didn't you? Does uh-huh. he say the name of the album or doesn't he? Mm. Watch your Conan set if you don't get what I'm talking about. Here's what I'm going to put to you. You're reminding me. I'm going to. Try, I'm going to actively try and not be like snarky and negative. Mm. You know what I mean? Because 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 for better or worse, my divorce did end up making me a little bit uh, hard nosed, hard assed, or whatever on myself. Meaning, I felt like there was a timer on me when I was married, um, where I was like, and it was a ridiculous timer. We were like, we'll go to New York, and as soon as I start making a living, we can like move to the country. All right, mm-hmm. a compromise. This sounds, yeah, Keep familiar. Going. Yeah, because she's from Maine and she's a country mouse. 
and doesn't have any interest in this business. Mm -hmm. And I understand that. Uh, but she's my wife and I love her. I'm speaking in the past tense. I, you know, not that I don't love her. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ. I have love for my exes. Anyway, I, so we were like, as soon as I made, and then a year later I was making a living at stand up. So now it came time. Which is like, that's, that's like, it's oh, we're on the right track. No, it's like, yeah. yes, okay, we're on the right track. See, you and I understand that it's right track. Somebody explained it to me. There's no end zone. It's like there's always more yards in front of you. I don't think, yeah, I don't think it's ever enough. And I don't even mean monetarily necessarily. I don't either. That's what makes it endlessly compelling. It's a game like golf that you can kind of master into your old age. You never can perfect it. That, sound, that could be haunting, like a never-ending waterfall of bullshit. It doesn't sound like that at all to me. It's comforting. It's wonderful. Yeah. I'm glad I'm not at something where it's like, one day I'll just be the best and it'll be done and I'll hang up. Right. It's like life itself. As long as you're breathing, there's more you can go. Yeah. But um, So here's what I'm putting to you. And I wonder if you can get in touch or if you are in touch with your inner tenacity because you must have it because we all have it. You're 27. You're living out here. You moved in with two gals. So you moved away from the fucking bosom of Ohio. Yeah. Ohio, Chicago for four years. Yeah. I was in Chicago for three. So I know it's nice. And I'm, mm -hmm. not, I'm not saying I, uh, that it's not also difficult to be doing comedy in Chicago. But I'm just saying yeah. you ha clearly have that drive. And then you also have this thing. And I bet there's just a part of you that would burn the goddamn relationship to the ground for the right opportunity. I'm not saying that's who you are completely. Sure. Because you're so much more than that. But I wouldn't allow myself to even look that part of myself in the eye because he was this secret shadow person mm -hmm. that for all the kissy face with my ex and all the like, I don't care about comedy, let's just live in Sweden. I was like, I'll burn this oh, whole this goddamn house down. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that was a hard thing for me to admit. And I'm not... I'm not even going to put it to you. Yeah. I want you to tell me if any of that resonates to you, but I'm not like, do you have that? I'm just saying it's hard to come to terms with this sort of monsterish ambition thing that we keep in the, in the closet a little bit. Yeah, because it feels wrong to say I care more about this. Me, essentially, because stand-up is so personal, especially mine. I care about this more me, what people think of me, what I think of what I'm doing, and mm -hmm. every little thing in my perspective more than you or more than how much I love but you. But isn't it because you know or you're hypothesizing, which makes it also interesting and dangerous because you're like, you don't even know for certain, but you're hypothesizing that a life where your art and your craft, because I think this applies to other types of crafts, where you're really, that bar is filled up, like you're doing it, you're performing at the level that you believe now at this level, you believe you could be performing at that level. You're like, when I'm in that place, in that rarefied air, I'll be a better Beth and a happier Beth and a complete Beth. Right. And that's why it's worth fighting for. Uh, you know what I'm saying? No, yeah, that's a really good point. It's not just what you do for a living. It's the fulfillment of, I'm going to say, destiny. I, 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 well, I get yeah. very lofty talking about this. Stuff. Yeah, I, I think a lot of people, too, will sometimes be like, well, this is all I can do. I can't do anything else. And it's like, sure, I can do other things. Right. But there is something about this, which is why I keep doing it. Because I just feel like it is my path right so to leave it seems well first of all scary and second of all like not the right choice mm -hmm. i i don't want to i just i don't i'm not saying i don't know why i don't i don't like it when people say that like well this is all i can do right and it's just like 
No, yeah. it's just what I'm good at. No, I could own a sandwich shop. Better and but be- yeah. yeah. And I've tried to say that those are things that I might want. Like, oh, well, I could just go. You're do- real. Ooh, can I? Yeah. When I was married, I used to. We used to say, when I got really big, we would. I would like retire. What? I know. And that I it would. It will never end. I and mean, then I would. I know. I'll be fucking Cosby up there. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, fucking Bill Cosby. Yeah, we'll be having sex with Bill Cosby. I just mean, we used to say, this is getting kind of sad for me, but it was this idea that we could open an inn. I, we've talked about this on the show before, which is absurd because this is one of my pr- more personal things. But we would be like, I'll be the funny bartender that owns this inn. And people will be like, I used to love your show. And I'd be like, great. Do you want a cognac? <laughs> and I used to try and soothe the idea of this monster and I'd be like, this monster is here for now, but later I'm going to put him down and I'll be a bartender. Not that there isn't a middle ground and there are beautiful functional relationships, but I couldn't think of a scenario that would merge our two lifestyles, country mouse, city boy, show business Mm -hmm. boy, regular girl. I mean that in a nice way. Right. Except this magical inn. (laughs) (laughs) It's not... It's, it's not like crazy to me. I mean, because I think about those things too. He 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 lived here for a couple years, not when I was here, and he loves it. And he's he we stu- we met in college, and we both studied theater. Mm. And then eventually he moved back home, and he has a house there. Both of our families are there and stuff. So that is what he relates to: home and nature and being there. So those are things I love too. But yeah, I've not. We haven't talked about an inn. I mean, there. Ha- I mean, that would be wonderful. I'm sure we would like to do that. Yeah. Um, but it has been very much like, oh, well, if I get staffed on a, on a show, yes. then I can do that. And I'll have money. And uh, when we're not writing, we can go and live in Montana. You know what's so funny? What you're really reminding me of hmm. is a certain amount of uh, anger I had. Again, I'm not putting this on you. I'm not saying you secretly have this, and I don't believe you do. But I remember being like when I – so what, the way I started making a living at, at, at comedy when we first moved to New York was I got on Best Week Ever. So I was going in once a week and that was 500 a throw. So I was nice. making $500 a week, which was That's huge great. money. It was amazing. So suddenly I went – you go from zero to 500 a week and you're like, this is the fucking dream. And then it was like right on top of it. She's like, we both were like – when do we move now? When do we get out of the city? And, and in you my, want to be excited about it. Yeah. And the thinking is, isn't it enough of ambition? Doesn't it deserve all of my ambition to try and get on television and maintain that? You, and then you have to add this caramel center swirl of and tend to this problem in the relationship. And it made me, looking back now, I'm like, it's an it it's enough. It's a it deserves a hundred percent. You're saying get a writing job and then would have money to do this and this and this. It's like it's hard to add anything to that bucket. That's the, the ambition that's required to get a writing job right. is the full bucket. And I feel it's hard. I'm just empathizing with the burden of putting that other thing in there and being like, and this could be the thing that solves this. When yeah, it's hard. I'm on your side. No, I don't. I don't feel like you're attacking me. Oh, you don't look attacked. You do I? No. Yeah. No. Let me add this. You a lady? Yeah. <laughs> I am a lady. <laughs> you a lady, and um, I wonder if the gender thing gets gets in there as well. You know what I'm saying? Because if you were the dude, and you were following your dream, and you were 
getting sick and your broad is over in Ohio, do you think culturally there's a little bit more? Because it makes it even more, to me, and I'm being sexist, I guess, in my applauding of this, it's even more impressive that you're doing it because you're a woman. And maybe I shouldn't look at it that way, but I'm kind of like, it seems like you're going off and more traditionally the guy is the one that's supposed to go up the mountain and you're like, fuck that, I'm going up the mountain and he's down on a wakeboard. <laughs> I'm throwing down a lot the, at you. Down on a wakeboard. Yeah. Shaving with a straight razor. Every day. Eating Every hot 20 dogs. minutes. Every 20 minutes. Cold hot dogs. And whittling something. Because fire is for burning your enemies. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I mean, I've always, I, I do feel, I don't feel alone out here, of course, but I do feel like what I'm doing is very different than everybody that I was around, of course, there. And I'm sure you feel that way, even as a dude. But I'm here and I'm missing my girlfriend's baby showers and wedding showers and things like that. And it's not like I'm like sad for myself. It doesn't reflect on me and what I'm missing. I just feel bad that I'm not there for it. Everyone's fairly supportive. Like, oh, we understand. You don't have money to fly back across the country. And Hmm. I'm so proud of you. But it's just like, I am, that's uh, what I'm doing out here. I'm just like full force doing that. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know what it means. Or if the timeline comes in when people, when a woman starts to get older. And it's different now because there are trailblazers like Tina Fey and Amy Poehler, who are mm-hmm. not old by any means, but who are older and have families and have made it work for themselves. Mm-hmm. Well, although some of them have gotten divorced. but Amy Poehler? Mm-hmm. She did? Mm-hmm. I think so. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I think she's, um, yeah. From Will Arnett? Yeah, they're they're apart. I bet they were so funny. Yeah, I think it was, um, you know. Can I good. interject then? Yeah. Who knows what the fuck we're talking about? <laughs> when I When I try and point out through empathy what I was going through that ended up deteriorating. That is the undercurrent of what I'm saying. It ended up deteriorating things for me. And asking you about that, it's not like I have the, none of us have the answer. It's like, oh, you could both be in showbiz and and I'm not putting down Amy or or Will or anybody, but like none of us have it figured out. So it's just interesting to talk about, but it's not like I have some other option to uh, offer you. No. And I think that's what it comes down to is that you, you just have to look at it optimistically and be like, well, literally we don't know. Yes. Why are we talking about tomorrow when we don't know what's going to happen? Yes. That I could very change present. how I feel tomorrow. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like it's the, like I still have that pressure in my own head of like, everyone's waiting for me to not necessarily give up, just be like, like I said, like, oh, this is more important because mm. it feels like Something the right wins. thing. Something wins. Yeah. But that's OK. So look, gender being one of them. OK, I'm, I'm going to try and imagine the, the this pickle that you're in. OK. Because it's you versus, I would say, a gender stereotype. And then you also have the spatial thing. So you're in Los Angeles, a fake place. <laughs> it's a fake place. You want to talk about the Truman Show? We're in the Truman Show. We're in it. And it's being run by Oprah. <laughs> Even though she's in Chicago. So then you have – it's actually – it's like a classic – this to me, this is the modern pride and prejudice sort of thing. Because you're here. He's there. What does he have? You said it yourself. It's like that quality life. A goddamn porch. Mm -hmm. Whiskey. You made me want it. Mm -hmm. Porch, whiskey, friends. Dog. Dogs. Cute dog. Cute cute dog nature. All these showers. Then you said both our families live out there. This is the stuff – if we had any interest in theater, people would write plays about this predicament <laughs> because it's, it's, it's a lot. It's Beth Stelling versus the world. It's really, I, and I say that 
to celebrate it. Yeah. Not to make it be I'm like, not, it it's impossible. Yeah, no, it doesn't feel heavy. I, I feel in a good place. But it also, I'm at an advantage because I ha- things have moved quickly for me in the grand scheme of things. Right. They so have. So what if they slow down? You know what I mean? I don't know what's going to happen. You talk about goals. My goal was to do Conan by the time I was 30. I was 31 when I did it. Yeah. You did it at 27. It's remarkable. I'm yeah. Thank you. I'm not looking at my neighbor's lawn. I'm just saying. Oh, thank you. I'm looking at my neighbor's lawn, but I'm like, fuck yeah, good lawn. Thank you. Yes, yeah, I made I, you say thank you three times. No, no, but I appreciate it. It, was, I, it made me feel nice. Oh, thank good, you. good, good. But that's true, and so I, you know, I have to use that as momentum, and then also, I just have to take it as it comes, I guess, because what I don't know. I'll be 28 in a little bit. Yep. And then it's all over. I always said 28 and you quit. Is that right? <laughs> no. I think when I was in my little journal, I think I wrote in 2013, if you're not on Saturday Night Live, reconsider your life. No. I wrote that as a, like a junior high kid because I had mapped out. Why? Where did you get the idea? It was, I graduated from what? high school to 03, from college 07, and then I gave myself, what, five, oh, six years hmm. to just try to make it. It's ambitious. And I was like, if you're not, you should really reconsider. I love that you said that you don't really have goals now, but when you were a child, you did. No, I have goals. No, I know. But you didn't yeah. you say you don't really... You said you just want to be making a living. Right, right, right. Which right. also is funny. But that's the problem is the specificity. People are always like, what do you want? And then if you don't tell them or you don't have something... Right. You know what's funny is... And my least favorite podcasts are the ones where I give advice. So I'm going to keep this very quickly very brief but it's it's interesting to me that like i feel like there's a time in in a comedian's life where you start acknowledging that you do secretly have goals like little you i think we need to get back to a place almost once your talent has been established and you're like i think i'm on the right path i think this is my calling then you can kind of get back into that 12 year old beth place where you're like i would like to be on snl you know what i mean mm-hmm. and that's okay and then if and if it's not that it's something like that because saying snl means tv it mm-hmm. means acting it means writing uh and you know live performance so that those that gives me like me as your manager or me as your friend or me as for this fucking i hate the term but the industry goes mm-hmm. like beth is the kind of person who doesn't just want to do stand-up she does stand-up she wants to write she wants to act she wants to perform and she wants to do it live and she wants to do it on a national scale the fuck that tells me a lot i know keep it down double johns (laughs) that tells me a lot about you because one of the things i've learned is that you can't assume anyone knows anything about what you're thinking in relationships and in this industry so before my manager before my manager knew that i wanted to be a performer i'm telling you the truth i still have to tell them they're like and now maybe you could write uh for this i'm like i'm not writing for shows you know what i mean time and time and time and time again yeah what is happening? Uh, the poster fell behind me. Oh, weird. You have ghostly powers? Hopefully not. But I wouldn't rush that. I think that'll come. Thanks. I'm not... <laughs> I'm done giving advice. Thank you. I'm so tired of hearing my own stupid advice. I like it. It's good. But you are doing really it's well. It's good. You're doing great. <laughs> but it's great to get advice from you. Yo, thank you. Well, that's yeah. very nice. I, I don't want to sound too much up my own bum. I don't want to feel too much up my own magic school bus. You know what I mean? Right. But you're doing well, and that's really exciting. Thank you. And I think it, it's nice to see a story where you do do a, a, bo- a doo doo. <laughs> you do a, a bold move, and it's paying out. Because there's a lot of our friends, our colleagues, 
do similar things and it doesn't. You know right. what I mean? Or as quickly. That's true. So that's great. Do you find any – are you getting any haters? <laughs> yeah, I think um, <coughs> my first wave of it was probably um, when the Conan episode – what or my my set went up online and it's like at first it, it's evened out to positive but there were it was oh. probably like half and I read them because I have something uh, that we all have which is um, I'm gonna hurt myself oh. <laughs> yeah it's in glazing over all the nice things and being like let's read the bad things oh you were just looking for the bad ones well I mean I was like oh thanks for that nice thing but who I think it was Marin that called it uh, I believe an eight ball. Is mm-hmm. heroin and cocaine? Mm-hmm. I think. And then, like, I have to say, I think my stupid purity, I want you to be clear. I don't do heroin and cocaine, but I don't. But I'm. you look at the comments, and the good ones are your uppers, and then you read a bad one, and it burns, but kind of in the way that flossing hurts and feels good, too, mm-hmm. sometimes. Right. I'm not encouraging people to leave bad comments. I hate them. No. I don't read them anymore. But you were, you were that's I've never what, heard I mean, of that going was, that's out. My, that was my first, like, large seal exposure. Yes. I was looking for more localized anesthesia. I was looking for more like, are people on the scene meaner or more cutting to you? How long have you been doing the stand-up? Um, it'll five and a half year. I started in November of '07. It's preposterous. <laughs> I watched the set. You're super funny. Thank you. I would put you on Conan. You know what I'm saying? I get it. But people have to go. Oh, it's because she's pretty. You're a pretty girl. Thanks. It's because she's a lady or something. I'm trying to think of you're not running into any of that? It's a lot I mean, my album is Sweet Beth. I am a nice human. Wait, I think say it again. Are, my album is Sweet <laughs> Beth. I'm a nice human. I think people are supportive. You sounded like Ron Funches. Did I? I'm a nice human. I'm a nice human. I'm a cinnamon angel. And I just wanna watch that cinnamon angel <laughs> dance all <Okay>. day. <laughs> I'm that cinnamon angel. You are. No, I'm that vanilla angel. You a vanilla angel. I'm buttermilk. Mm. I'm like buttermilk. If we have buttermilk, why are we all drinking milk? I there's don't know. buttermilk. <laughs> there's buttermilk out there. You are in the store. Buttermilk. You're staring at buttermilk and milk, and everyone. It's the only choice. It's the only time in America that the butter thing loses. Buttermilk, gross. Butter bacon. Put it on my <laughs> casket because you're already dead from eating it. <laughs> Culver's Butter Burger. You know that. I do. Because you're from the Midwest. I do. I've eaten it. Oh, I've been met with a very nice acceptance. It's been okay. People. Good. It's been okay. People have been very nice. I'm happy to hear that. Thank you. You wanted people to hate me. No, I didn't. I'm just kidding. You I didn't. just wonder, especially with the broads and you abroad. Yeah. Broads be hating on each other to their face. If they are, they haven't been doing it to my face. Great. They probably are saying behind my back, why? She's only been here this long. I got it a little bit to my face. You did? I actually ran into recently, it was just premium blend, but somebody was like, to my face was like, oh, you've only been here a year. That's fair or something. Oh, and you're like. I was like, stop drinking and talking to people. (laughs) (laughs) A couple of people asked my mom back home, how'd she do that? (laughs) Um... (laughs) I get that for everything. Do you? Who was it? That's a that's a frustrating one. Adam Pally, because he's he was on the show. He was yeah, saying he's the it. non-famous on that show, Happy Endings, mm-hmm. and he says it's still it's been on how many seasons? Three seasons. They still the question is how did you get the show? And he just says radio contest, 
And I every every interview I do, they say, "How did you get E Trade, baby?" And I and I, I just I say like. I'm the only one that brought a baby to the audition, stuff mm. like that. Like you just people don't understand. Yeah, I don't you think they it. think when they say it, but maybe they do. I I think it's a, it's a natural question. I can I can sympathize with the question, but at the same time, it is a little bit insulting, I suppose. When someone's like, "How did Beth get Conan?" There, it's a little bit profit in his hometown. People don't believe old Jesus. You mean weird feet Jesus is <laughs> is healing people in Nazareth <laughs> or not Nazareth? It would have been in Galilee. Sorry. Okay. Is is all of life an illusion? Mm-mm. No, it's mm. real. I don't think so. I think it's real. I think we're living. I think we're in real life. <laughs> I don't know though. It would be weird to go back to that point. The idea that how surprised would you be if I said, "Beth, you're plugged into this machine. You're really a dude." Very. Very. Yes. Are you kidding? That would ruin my life. That's interesting. If you found out you were dreaming, you'd be like, shit. Yes. This is just your nap, and you're really... Yeah, I'd be freaking out. You're a drummer boy in the Civil War. Oh. Oh, sorry. I just thought of... I was thinking of Adam saying that. Who's Adam? Adam Pally. Oh, what were my you mind thinking? was still there for oh, some stay reason. There. We don't have to go to my weird, stupid question. No, I was just thinking about people are always asking him, "How did you get that?" Yeah. For a, well, oh, it's like people don't see all the hard work, obviously, that you've done, and also it's like all the set. Or I think I made this joke before to people when all of a sudden, front people, your friends are posting like you get you got to a certain age after college, where people are like, "I'm now at a doctor," yeah. and it's like. Whoa, how'd you fucking get there? Oh, I don't know, studying for the past seven years. Right, 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 right. Oh my God, I can't believe you're a doctor. It's right. like, yeah, I've been like really just doing that. And I guess you do kind of disappear into that. Right. People don't see you, so they don't know what you're doing. Or sure. Obviously, as a doctor, you're not posting like, here's... Well, there's the- no... We don't have clown college. Right. That's not really a real thing. Yeah. You also get those Christmas cards where everybody tells you what they're up to. That's and- true. I wrote a couple for my mom. Just for her? It was for our whole family. They're supposed to be silly. But. See, but that's right. actually very helpful because, like, if comedians could post every couple months what they're up to. Although with podcasts and stuff, we are getting glimpses of what it looks like at every step of the way. So I think in another five years or so, maybe, if people are really consuming a lot of this type of material, that question will probably become that's extinct. True. People I remember like, when I heard this person on that and they right. were still doing this. Right. People, don't, people didn't know like open mics are a thing. Mm-mm. I didn't really know. And then I was like, how do you do stand up? Right. That's really what they're asking. You got Conan and it's like, how do, how you, do, you, do how do you become a stand up? Sometimes comics will say, ask it in a way that's like, it would, you know, it would be jet, like nice about the set and then be like, if you don't mind me asking, like, how did you do that? Sure. And it's people that we even see around, and it's like, well, I'm happy to answer how I, you know, Wait, the how you steps d- I went through. To do Conan. Yeah. Yeah. How did it happen? I'll, I'll, I'll start. <laughs> Isn't that funny? We just shit on how it happens. Because the reason I ask is the yeah. way it happened for me the first time was um, I was, I do, a, occasionally your manager will call and be like, there's a Conan showcase. Mm-hmm. And I would go to the Conan showcase and I would be one of the nervous people that's never done five minutes in his life. That's not true, but it's been years and years mm-hmm. and years since I've done five minutes. And I'm like, I think this is the set. And I'd perform. And sometimes the booker was there. Sometimes he wasn't there. Sometimes it was on tape. Sometimes we, and most of the time we bombed. 
Most of the time you bomb. It's a horrible show. The knowing you're on tape thing is like Ooh. smoking a little too much weed and being like, I'm very aware of all the words that are coming exactly. out of my mouth and I'm dumb. Exactly. <laughs> Making sound. <laughs> it's like that. Tim Schwarzenegger. Tim Allen Schwarzenegger. I, uh, the Booker. Uh-huh. The Booker saw me in Chicago. JP. Years ago. Saw you in Chicago. Um, Made a note. Saw me in Chicago. I was too scared, of course, to talk to anybody or him, or I just didn't. You knew he was there? Yes. Before you went up? Yes. Bold choice. (laughs) I knew he was there. It was at the Lincoln Lodge. Oh. And. Good omelets. They put pancake batter in the omelet. Do they? Mm hmm. Just a splash. Mm hmm. It's good. I didn't try their omelet. I've Mm. had their fries. It smells like BO. So. (laughs) Smells like Splash Mountain. He's there. Smells like Splash Mountain. Yeah, why, why was he there? It was just there. It was an industry showcase they were doing at Lincoln Lodge. What? Hi, it's Mark Geary. I'm wondering if J.P. Buck might come. He was there. A woman named Catherine from, and maybe CBS was there. You look like you have a hairnet on. I like it. I've never done this before. <laughs> I have the wire like around little, my head. I'm it's sorry. Like a this should be a TV show. I pictured then you people could serving see it. food. Sarah McLachlan eating food. Maybe I do believe I served you. Maybe I know I let you, you on your plate. Plate. What is it? I You're know serving. I let you down. Yeah. Though I know There's I tried no... so hard to love you in my, my way. way. It's, it's easy, easy. Let it go. I used to listen to that. <laughs> I used to listen to that so much. My mom was like, turn it down. Like to turn down Sarah McLaughlin. Yes. You've been playing it too much. It's not allowed. It's not allowed music. I'm like, turn it down. I had a Sarah McLaughlin surfacing poster in my college room, lost my virginity years later. (laughs) (laughs) Many a year later. Many a year when the poster came down. Okay, saw me in Chicago. Mm. Then I, from Chicago, I got Just for Last Montreal. From that showcase in Chicago? No, a couple years later. Uh. So it was, he saw me really early on. Mm -hmm. Okay, then I got better. And then I got Just for Laughs Montreal, the new faces. Mm-hmm. That was two summers ago. Mm-hmm. He saw me there. Then I moved here and got better. And then I think that's submitted. a key step right there. So you, you got the two nice sightings in, mm-hmm. in the wild. Mm-hmm. Montreal not being that wild, but Chicago being pretty wild. Nice serendipity there. And then you moved. You followed through. You had yeah. a nice little simmer going. Mm-hmm. Got the oil and the garlic in the pan. Mm-hmm. And then you threw in that fucking omelet. And guess what that is? Splash of pancake mix. Chicago exactly. style. Exactly. With a side of B.O. fries. Mm-hmm. So then you came, and then he saw you here? He saw me here. Randomly, or is this a showcase? Nope. I think it's probably randomly. See? Yeah. That's where my story was going. Every time I auditioned, like, did five minutes. <laughs> you burped into the mic. Sorry. Every time I did five <laughs> minutes, I would eat a shit sandwich forever. <laughs> eat one of those all-day shit sandwiches where you're like, you think you're done. This is comforting. Yeah. Not because I want you to do bad, no. but because it makes me feel better. Well, it's 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 an artificial thing. The only place that a TV set makes sense is on TV. If you and start even then, sometimes. Yes. Even that, and that's why they go badly so often. It's off-putting to come out and go like, ah, so it's just great to be out of the house. I tell you, <laughs> my kids... The volcano of puke coming out of my face going up. Ah. You do it well. You got a grip on it. I got a what? You got a grip on knowing how to do the five when you come out and do the five. On TV. Yeah. But 
when you're showcasing live, if you're not Different. the third person, mm-hmm. if you're that first person and the MC comes up and he doesn't have to audition, mm-hmm. so he's just like, hey, look at this fucking guy. He's got his USA tie. Yay. You tied up the flag into a tie on your neck. Motherfucker, you got the Canadian flag up your ass. All right, your first comedian auditioning. <laughs> you know what I mean? He does this crowd work. And then you come out and they're like, it's Beth Stelling. And you're like, Joke. so I moved from... Illinois to Los Angeles, and I think you'd be hard pressed to find anyone here that's done something so that brave. brave. That brave, better choice. And then it would get zero. Oh, I'm still clapping. That was really. Oh, great. I like that you got it. Yeah, that's a great joke, but it's different. You watch the video of you doing that set at the Purple Onion. That joke different. works much better because you probably you go up. There's a mm-hmm. little bit of leeway when you just start. I was closing that show. People were already exactly. They've already seen all these other people. When you do Conan, you're the first person doing comedy since who? Conan, mm-hmm. whose name's on the camera, <laughs> baby. And then this foreign entity comes in, and the crowd is just white blood cells. At first, they're like, we should cure this and get Conan back. <laughs> and then you go like, no, I'm, I'm friendly. I'm not AIDS. <laughs> and then, and then the, that's why they'll never laugh at the first joke. It's so jarring. They'll never laugh at the first joke on, on any late night show, with a few exceptions, Roy Scovel being one of them. Zizzle zazzles broke the mold. Just going to do a couple zizzle zazzles. Good luck not laughing at that, you goddamn white I blood came, cells. I came to you, uh, your taping, one of your tapings of Which, the pilot. You did? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I, it was like, to me and Tyler Ross came. That's great. And Thank I you. La- yeah, you did great, and I Which laughed. Mm, it was the one where Nick Offerman was the guest. You came Wait. to the first one. Yes. Yeah. And um, We used the bulk of the pilot was from the first show. Oh, nice. Yeah. And you were... Making some jokes. I don't know if we were recording yet or not. The warm up? I think it was then. Yeah. And you made a joke and I laughed like so hard, but not as many people laughed. And you're like, that sounds like the laugh of a comic who wants me to do a joke that doesn't work. Something like that. Really? Do you remember this? No. But I, was I found out. it so funny. Cause, yeah, that I, I diagnosed you as a comedian from your yes, laugh. Yes, because but but I but I wasn't laughing. It was oh like, no! You know what I mean? You were like, you just you're a comic laughing at that. Yeah, that, that's weird. That wants me to do that because it's not going to be funny to everybody else. And I was like, no, it's just. funny. Oh, that sounds me. like something I would say. Like you laughed in a way that you're a comedian that you understand what I was saying and you want me to keep going with it, even though you know the rest of the audience won't be on board. I but guess you so. Will. I think that that's what like you said. I would say. It is weird. But I thought it was so funny. I wish I remembered what it was. I love those moments. I love a moment. <laughs> and then I felt bad. I was like, no. no. I love when there's 300 or whatever people there, and it's just the performer and one person laughing. It's a, it's a, it's a really nice moment. Because you realize you're just like, for a second, it's just me and you. You yeah. know what I mean? I love that. I, I'm happy to hear that story. I'm glad you came to the taping. Yeah. I'm sure it was just like nuts for you I can't imagine because the little moment of even being on Conan for the five minutes it's like yeah. I did what I was supposed to do that's it and that's an, that's more than enough to handle yeah. for you to make this huge I'll big tell step, you though it's like, it'd be, going back to what we were saying about you being a foreign entity in the body of Conan and the white blood cells when it's your show everyone else is the foreign entity mm-hmm. you know what I mean so there's a, don't get me wrong it's nerve wracking and it takes a lot right. of nerve but then, like, once you establish yourself as the host, and that's why I went out first. 
That's why I went out to warm right. them up and stuff and, and just kind of be like, this is the show. It's my show. This is my Thanks show. Thank you for coming. I know it's weird. Uh, everybody – I remember I said I was like, everybody wants me to do well. I want to do well. And you were the crowd that I got to chant, let's not fuck this up. Yeah. That? Which was very fun for me. And then when you start, you're the host. And then Nick Offerman was the was the guy that had to like – we had to find him. It's easy to find him. But yeah. you know what I mean? We had to merge right. into his energy. Uh, but that's very nice. I also got my my first Conan from a, a set that JP was at after I ate that all day shit sandwich. <laughs> just thinking I would never do it. I was like, I was like, I just, I don't think I can audition for late night. I don't think I can do it. I've I've never done it. I'm trying to remember how I got found. But anyway, that when I got Conan, JP happened to be at the Improv. This is why you have to keep going up. You have to go out. That's what my see. That goes back to my weird thing about my ex being like, let's live in the country. It's like, yeah, there are the shows that I'm booked on that are the important shows. And then there are the shows on some fucking Wednesday where I'm a please allow at the improv. I just happen to show up. They happen to have room. They put me on. JP's there. I see that he's there. I did like 30 minutes and did every joke that I could conceivably do on Conan. Didn't do anything like, my dick or American flag on your neck. I didn't do my classic American flag riff. And after that, I was like, there's no way you can't, because I know he's a smart guy, there's no way you can't see five minutes in there. Got off to the show like four weeks later. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I awesome. would have not done that show if I lived in Sleepy Hollow. <laughs> yeah, you never would have. Still mad at my wife, apparently. <laughs> still, still dealing with that, apparently. Well, because uh, it seems that there's so much of it that seems great and comforting. What? That's part of life where you would relax and be in love. In a relationship? Yes. You know what I was just telling Chelsea last night? Is I, I was spending some time with a girl recently, somebody that I was uh, dating. And like we went away and we had this like really uh, nice weekend. Okay. And then I got home and I told Chelsea, I was like, you forget that you're lonely. Now, hear me out. I'm the king of my castle, and I love my house and I my apartment, and I love watching whatever movie I want to watch, and nobody tells me I want to eat, and I don't have a weird codependent cunty girlfriend that's like, let's go to bed at the same time. Mm-hmm. It's all wonderful. I'm tap dancing on the roof with a fiddle, mm-hmm. and I love it. That's genuine. But then when you spend a weekend in the bosom of someone that you care about, mm-hmm. and you're just fucking and going to eat meals, and you're being silly... You then come home and you're grumpy because you're not with that person. And then that's when I was like, oh, part of being alone is forgetting that you're lonely. And it's a survival thing. Mm -hmm. But then so to hear you say that, you're absolutely right. It's very astute of you. Love is better. (laughs) Yeah. Do you understand? Like, I agree with that. I'm the guy here to say your ambition should burn everything to the fucking ground and get anything out of the way. That's weak shit. Fucking wakeboard company blow it up. (laughs) But I get it. I've slept alone and I've slept with a girl draped over me. Drapes are better. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And this is why we'll continue to have these arguments, not arguments, but these conversations where we're like, we don't know. We don't know what we're doing. And we'll keep fighting for it because it's worth fighting for. Even even my stupid ex-wife. <laughs> there were some great parts of it. Yeah. Even though she's so stupid. <laughs> I'm just I'm just kidding. I'm, joking. I'm using humor. Yeah, I'm go- I mean I'm I we haven't spent an extended period of time together like 
probably holidays were the longest, and I think it was like two weeks. You and the man? Weeks. Yeah. <laughs> two, three weeks. Me and the man? You and the man spent, but but it has to be pretty intense, two, three weeks. Mm-hmm. But then there's, not on top of that, because our families are there, then it's splitting time with them, too. Yeah. So that's even harder. Sounds I, good. I'm thinking about going home for the month of June and doing some Midwest clubs. Mm-hmm. So there'll be like a long time in the Midwest and there with him. Mm-hmm. So... I don't know what that means. I don't know That's if it's like some sort of test or... You need a reality show. Myself. I'm very interested. It's such a... I love simple stories. Somebody said that about when I told them about my dad. My dad's a little bit of a nutball. Oh, let's go back to your maniac dad. He is... Well, he has his own business in Orlando, Florida. It's called Stars on Call. Stars on Call? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That sounds like actresses that will fuck you. No, 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 no. It's just... Yeah. He dresses up in different costumes and he stands on street corners and then he yells at people to get them into that business. So like he's Wait, like he's the stars. Yeah, he's the star. So people will call. He has a website. <laughs> people will call. He can, he can be like a leprechaun. You can be. He can be a leprechaun. Or unfortunately, this guy named Tijuana Tex is really just kind of like an offensive Mexican. And he does Tijuana Flats, which is a taco shop. A bunch of different characters he has on his bill, and people will call and say, you know, like, can I have Chef Big Butt? And I'll be like, yeah, I'll send a man out. He's oh, the I'll man. It's just him. I'll send him in now. Let me look at the books. <laughs> Let me check the books. I think yeah, I'm Big free. Butt is... Um, a slice of pizza. His garage is wall-to-wall with costumes that he embellishes with glitter puffy paint. That's what embellishing is, is glitter puffy paint. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you embellish the facts. That's just when you have a document that you highlight <laughs> He's with just highlighted with paint. glitter paint. Yeah, I understand. He embellishes Honda CRV, the lights. What, oh, <laughs> have you seen Confessions of a Superhero? No. Oh, it's great. It's on Netflix. Okay, I'll check it out. I don't believe you. And The Matrix. Yeah, it lies. I need you to supervise them. There's glitter puffy paint coming out of your fucking face right now. Because you're <laughs> embellishing the truth. I'm barfing up glitter puffy <laughs> up. paint. <laughs> yeah, up. Always up. If you're going to throw up, do it up. That's mm. why it's called throwing up. Yeah. How are you folks doing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, riffing bits is fun. So your dad is a loon who <laughs> – I got to – He's a loon. It's interesting to me. Uh, that's all he does. He also – he'll cater. He does some catering. Does he serve pizza as the pizza slice? No. I've been woken up by a slice of pizza. You have? It's him. Yeah, just dressed like a pizza. When you were real little, did you not know it was him? No, I always knew. I always, I always knew. Does he dress him. up as Santa for Christmas? Mm-hmm. I used to play an elf. You did? Yeah. Hmm. I used to play his elf, and one time I accidentally called him dad at a function, and he was like, <laughs> and I was like, Father Christmas. I mean, Father Christmas. Did you save, save it? I saved it. That's a brilliant save. Yeah, some little kid heard me and was like, what? Why'd you call him? I'm like, it's Father Christmas. Father Christmas. And we all, all the elves call him kind of the dad or Father Christmas. Oh my God. And a star was born. Right? That's why you got Conan. That's why. JP was that boy. Quick way. <laughs> JP was that little boy going, what did you say? Why did you call him father? <laughs> father Christmas. I'm going to book you on TV in 30 years. I am a little British boy. <laughs> uh, JP's a little British boy. Yeah. That's I his don't... jam. Well, I'm sure he has a PB&J costume. Mm-hmm. That's his jam. He is. He dresses like a fireman. How do you feel about this? I mean, growing up, I loved it. I loved the attention because yeah. he also he's he's always costumed, like his outfits. He wears like practice jerseys, jeans that are spray painted, just chilling. Um, 
over he always has over the top Oakleys on. Those are meant for snowboarding. He lives in Orlando. They're just over the top. Wait, they're like goggles? They're sunglasses and they cl- they land here. Like Catwoman's goggles in Dark Knight Rises? I don't Oh, I mean I saw I did see that. Remember movie. she's got her ears and then she flips them down and it's glasses. Similar to that then, yeah. I did see that movie in the theater, but for some reason I can't picture it. The Matrix is way better. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Over the top, and then when he's not wearing them, he puts them right here. Whoa. It's intense. He has his wallet on a keychain. A lot of flash. I was never embarrassed growing you mean up. a chain? I enjoy- yeah, like a chain that he wears around his neck. It has his wallet on it. Yeah. Wallet on this side. Keys on this side. Terrifying. Practice jerseys. Clam diggers. University of Florida clam digger. Always Air Jordans. Or Air barefoot. Jordans are terrible shoes. Air Jordans or barefoot. Does he have a... Ask him if he has an insole. There's no arch support in an Air Jordan. I'll ask. Depending on which ones he's got. Yeah. I'm thinking he's a bunch. Type 3. Type the third, type third three edition. Jordans. Those are the ones that I have, and I, I, I'll never wear them. Really? I'd rather throw them at your dad. I'll take them. Okay. Is he a size 13? No. Hello. <laughs> Beth, I'm enormous. You saw me enter the room. I'm, yeah, I'm, I've very, seen you before. I'm a big person. Yeah. Um, what does your mom think of all this? Well, they're divorced. Yeah. No, she's, it's been a long time. What was your dad wearing when they had the argument that they led to the divorce? (laughs) Was he like a carton of milk? No, this all happened, it all happened after he left Ohio. (laughs) There was a change. Oh, when were they divorced? When I, 88, when I was three. Okay. So you don't really remember. Mm, I do. I have some memories. Hmm. But, uh, yeah. Seems a little early. Yeah, I have memories. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Of like arguing. Yeah. What are you gonna do, Jim? What's his name? Howard. Bert. What are you gonna do, Bert? Leave and go to Florida and dress like a carton of milk. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I will. That's one of your memories. Because she—that's all he ever wanted. He was like, "I need to go to Florida and dress like a carton of milk." And she's like, "We'll never leave here." Wait, he wanted? No, that's not (laughs) your yes ending. No, no, no. He, he, so he didn't know he wanted to be... No, a carton of milk. It's not actually a slice of pizza. And a leprechaun is really more specific. But if I called your dad and said, I can get you a deal on a carton of milk costume... He would make it happen. Yeah. Immediately. He'd be like, you know what's not missing? Me from that deal. It's because missing children. <laughs> <laughs> carton of milk. That was really good. No, thanks. Yeah. I'm no Father Christmas riffer, but... Mm-mm. No. Mm-hmm. Wasn't so, as good as that one. No, they... Three, three, three years old. Uh-huh. Split. Why? He was uh, bipolar... And this is, it's heavy. It's hard living with a bi. Yeah. Any of the bi's. Yeah. So, uh, arguments, things like that. There was, there was a situation that happened. What's that? He was fucking another piece of pizza? (laughs) No. No. It was a breadstick. (laughs) My dad ran away with a breadstick. She caught him in a box. No, he, this was pre-breadstick leprechaun. They right. were both teachers. Uh, my mom still is a music teacher. Mm-hmm. And today's Tuesday. Mm-hmm, I think. Every day, she, whenever it's Tuesday, she has an exercise where it's called Today is Tuesday, and then all the kids go around and say it in a different voice. Today like, is, today is Tuesday. The demon kid says yeah. it that way. <laughs> you know, this one always uses that voice. What of it? <laughs> Are you a demon? No. <laughs> I'm here to learn. Kate. Where did the kid next to you go? I didn't eat him. <laughs> no one said eat anything. Oh, today is Tuesday. <laughs> All right. I, don't, I can't think of a good demon boy name. Norman. 
Noah. Noah. I'll take two of every soul. <laughs> Maybe Noah's, Noah's not. Noah's joke. like a Bible reference. Yeah. But yeah. Tattoo. Oh, yeah, my mom. Mom's handwriting. Mom's handwriting. What's it say again? Born for this. What did I think it said? Born from, from this. Which would be more accurate. Because you were born from that. Yeah. What does that mean, born for this? My sister and I got it together. It was when I first kind of started doing stand-up. I think I was like 22. Uh-huh. And she, my sister is a nurse, and we were just both had, she, I think, just started to decide she was going to go in that direction. So know. you, it, it is career-based? Mm-hmm. There's a little bit, the, the shadow monster told you to get that tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> he came out of the street yeah, and like, let's, get let's get this one. I have my boyfriend's name tattooed on my back, too. What is it? This is a signature. You're just, you're just a fucking. I just want handwriting. You're like a notary public. <laughs> notary public. You just have a signature. Uh-huh. His signature. Like the way he would sign a check. Yeah. He endorsed you. Yeah. It's I like, could take you to a bank. Like a lease. <laughs> Am I seeing it? <laughs> That's wild. I can tell a lot about your boyfriend by the you by his signature. Watch my back was just all hair. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, I can't see it. What's his name? Nick? Yeah. Signature is very um. Well, it's like one piece, you know what I mean? It's yeah. very like together. It's it calculated, nice. like he rehearsed it. He probably did. He knew how well, important it was. Everybody, didn't you rehearse yours? Yeah, sure. Still do. You practice it from time to time. Yeah, just can be very fun. Would you? Or take... you can change your last name to who you're thinking about having sex with. That's exactly right. Which I used to do as well. Just kidding. No. <laughs> that seems a little. When did you get that tattoo? Last May. May. What? How long ago was that? Almost a year, March, April, May. So you were dating half a year? <laughs> I've known him since I was like 19 and I've always loved him. You are a loon. <laughs> You're a loon. I saw him for the first time when I was like a freshman in college and I was like... <sighs> and he was chopping so lumber? Hot. Yeah. He, he was, was a theater major with me. Yeah. At the time. Interesting. <laughs> man, a real man. Now. And you got his name. Kumail and Emily have their names on Do their they? backs, but they're goddamn married. Wait, yeah. I mean, it's going to be hard to turn that into something else if it goes sideways. No. You could just, I don't want to turn it into anything. It also kind of looks like Dirk Bentley, the country singer. So. <laughs> I'm a big, big Dirk Bentley fan. Yeah, I'm a big Dirk Bentley fan. <laughs> Holy shit. I've done. I've done. I've never, I know tattoos, but like, uh, I've, I've gotten in fast and you did know him a long time. We've talked about what happened with his theater aspirations. He came out here and he was pursuing it to some extent, but not fully. I it's mean, hard to say came he would... out after a theater major. <laughs> so little... He moved out to Los Angeles yeah, there you go. and he didn't, uh, and he would admit it too. He didn't really pursue it uh, as hard as he could. Hmm. He started classes at Groundlings, but sometimes he wouldn't go. And hmm. I don't think he really had... A very strong drive in that direction. Mm. I think he thought he wanted to do it, and when he got out here, things changed. Mm-hmm. I understand. <laughs> I'm like a cop just taking filling a report. Okay. Uh-huh. All right. Okay, and I got that. Well, um, do you feel good about the dad conversation? I don't really know what else to ask you. No, about I don't. You don't just feel because good about it. it was like. <laughs> Yeah, there's no good way to do that, and there's other people involved. Oh, and... yeah. You didn't say anything bad. No, I didn't. It, it is weird that you can hire a man with a pretty interesting past. Well, that's if you think about it. To promote your ice cream cake shop. 
But if you think about it, that's why he did that because he couldn't get another job. Oh, oh mm, for the, the longest, longest time. time. Oh. Oh. Easy to harmonize when I go it this was. low. <laughs> well, I don't know what to do with that. It's sad. I know. This is. Oh, I don't feel. Yeah, it. And then it's. No, that's, that's the podcast. It's, it feels a little weird. Because I don't know what to say, I got, suppose. It, it I don't feel weird. I don't feel bad that I don't know what to say. Yeah. Honestly, my feeling is there's got to be... I feel like there's be... such an expansive... You know, I couldn't cover... I, then I was worried about time. I, was just, I don't know where to go right? with the explanations or how things... Sure. But... How does... um, What's country singer? Turk Spentley. Turk Spentley. How does he feel about your dad? He was down there for a plastic welding conference in Orlando. Your, your guy was? My man. My and, man, uh, my goddamn man, my goddamn man. Yes, I love him. Yes, and he was like, "I'm down here. I'm just gonna go meet your dad." And I was like, "Okay." He's like, "Can I have his number?" And I was like, oh, "Okay." He is a man. Yeah, and they called my dad. Did he bring him a pelt of some sort? <laughs> yeah, and declare his intentions. <laughs> no, my dad was like, uh, "It was a great trip. Uh, it was really good to meet him. And that it was really great." And uh, yeah, I thought he was gonna ask for your hand in marriage, but he didn't. So. <laughs> It's like, okay. Did yeah. you think he was going to ask for your hand in marriage? No. I mean, I, I guess part of me was like, mm, I guess maybe he could have, but I didn't, I was not expecting it at sure. all. Would you want him to if he did no. want to propose? No. It's kind of weird to ask a guy dressed like Superman. Yeah. <laughs> also, things are so, excuse me, sir. Pardon me, Clark. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get this for takeout? Yeah. <laughs> I think that, uh, I wouldn't have, yeah, he doesn't need it. Things are so different now, especially my current relationship. I don't know. People would be like, we well, only dated a part and you're getting, you know what I mean? It doesn't. Oh, I see. So many judgments. Well, it, it He's would... very much, he's way less worried about any sort of judgment. Uh, my boyfriend. Sure. Could care less what anybody else thinks about what we're doing. Mm. Feels very good about it. And I do too. Mm-hmm. I'm super in love with him. I love it. But. It's obvious. I just think that. I don't know what's going to happen. And I think, I, I don't know, in this day and age too, it's like with marriage or what's supposed to be next, what I'm choosing to do, it's all very different. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have, I've even had hesitations because I started early on in my stand-up talking about certain things and was always very cautious about what I talked about because I didn't want people to see me a certain way or, you know, people from home be like, oh my God, what do you do? Right. But it's like, because I'm an adult now, I'm allowed to do all these things. But you ever worry about like your family? hearing certain thing i mean because you're the things that you do on tv are different than when I, we're doing a show in a backyard right i don't know if i understand what you're asking saying are you ever worried about any sort of video or you know what i mean people, a thing's getting very ba- personal yes well that's or what people think about are you talking about even just whatever having sex on here or the right things that we, you know and people listening being like oh god i don't see pete that way or sure he's not married why is he having sex right Yes. Um, it started – here's the – I love that question. It's a good question. It's a good question for all performers that we have to consider it at some point. I happen to be uh, fortunate that my parents don't have any interest. <laughs> no, they do. They have a healthy amount of interest, but they don't um, – when I first started doing the podcast, I told my mother not to listen to the podcast. Funny thing that's happened is since doing the podcast, I now speak more honestly with my mother. Like, because I'm just more used to it, mm-hmm. which is one of the uh, exercises of doing it. So it's like, what if I, now I will casually mention having 
not necessarily having sex, but like that wouldn't be that weird for me to mention that uh, to my parents, even even if if it's a joke or yeah. something. Like if my parents are like, "Why are you getting a hotel instead of staying here?" I'm like, "So it's I can have sex with groupies." You know what I mean? Like it's just a joke, but like they're like, rah, rah, rah. "That's progress." Yeah. I know it's just right, it's no. like joking progress. So like I'm less terrified of them now consuming what I put out. But I, I'm still working under the umbrella knowing that they won't really hear it. Yeah. Also, this is a deep cut. This, what? The Beth Selling episode? No, I mean, like, to get in. You know what I mean? You're not. Sometimes you open episodes with some brash things. But I mean, like, you know, to get into, like, what you're really. You know, you'd have to really listen, listen to, the to the whole thing. Listen to the whole thing. It's a big commitment. Right. My, the producer of my pilot, Nick Bernstein, listens to all of them, and I'm always floored. I'm like, how do you find the The time? ones I've listened to, I listen to the whole thing. I appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you have to. Yeah. But do you feel a little censored by the idea that your family will yes, consume? Yes, completely, yeah. Mm. I think that goes away. Yeah. I mean, I did the moth storytelling for mm-hmm. Riot, and it was the dark side, and I told that story mm-hmm. of my family, and they were like, can we post this? And I was like, absolutely not. Really? And I, I mean, I had one that night, and I got to take home all the books and CDs, mm-hmm. and they're like, can we post this? I was like, no, you can't. Yeah. There'll come a time. You know, whenever it just feels like I, I mean, it's been so long now. How long does someone have to pay for something that they've done? I mean, it's just a lot of things come into play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you do it on your own terms at some point. It's weird. Uh, the, all the things that I used to not want to talk about being divorced, I was divorced for years before I started talking about it on the show, this show. Uh, but then you realize Chris Thayer, who's our, both of our friends calls me the openly divorced voice of the E-Trade baby, <laughs> which I think is very funny, which I just use in my act with, without credit to him. Because uh, fuck that guy. <laughs> no, because uh, it's a funny line and I don't think he minds. Um, but that's, so the things that we start by avoiding end up becoming the things that define us. So we go like, you're a mom type with hips and then you're also, your your dad is a manic and mm-hmm. you went to jail and, you know, all that sort of stuff just becomes who we are. That being said, I think Whitney's past is a lot darker than she, like her art doesn't necessarily reflect where she's come from. I don't even know where she's come from. I've just heard that she has like a dark past. So it could go either way. Right. You don't have to marin it and share everything, but you could. People like knowing where they can hang their hat on you. That's true. Like when I see you now, I'll go, that's Beth. And then I'll have like five associations with you instead of just, um, what I had before, which was, oh, she's funny, and she did Conan. That's all I had. Mm. And now I'll be like, interesting past. Mm. Gets tattoos quickly. <laughs> Are you going to get a You Made It Weird tattoo after this? This was... I didn't want me to. <laughs> Katie, get the gun. If we go now. <laughs> yeah, we have to go now and do Ka- it. Katie does it. Okay. But she just writes her... She just writes Katie Levine on your back. <laughs> Take it right here. Okay. That's I did have Gary Busey sign my arm here. Really? In this building. I one time signed, uh, I didn't sign, I wrote Tale of Two Cities in its entirety on his teeth. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to make it make sense in my head. Yeah. And it was, it was a good one. At least two seconds after you said teeth, I was like, <laughs> Whoa, they're big teeth. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. I know, I know you get it. I got big teeth too. You do have big teeth. I love big, uh, not big teeth, but I don't like small teeth. Uh, it's not that I love big teeth. Right, but corn teeth. But if people have the little uh, corn, teeth. corn nut teeth, <laughs> if it looks like uh, <laughs> two earthworms were smushed into <laughs> corn nuts. I'm a mouth snob. 
Are you? I realize that. Clean it up. Guys and girls. No, you're doing great. Let them show. You kind of, you have to. You're a, you're a toothy smile. I know. Oh, don't I be brushed. sad. I'm glad you brushed. I didn't brush today. My floss. I didn't floss. I used brush picks. <coughs> Katie, did you brush today? Okay. The podcast has reached a new level of minutiae. I usually ask people what soap they use. Oh, man. You don't Cetaphil? know? Cetaphil? Yeah, I think. Dial Cetaphil. Cetaphil. Think, yeah. What Antibacterial anti- <laughs> Cetaphil. What antidepressant do you use? Dove? <laughs> Cetaphil sounds like an antidepressant. It's like for acne. Oh, okay. All right. I remember when I was a kid, I bought Neutrogena because all the girls used it. Mm. I was like, you were like, I want to be, be using like those girls. I did. Even back then, I wanted like face masks and like. <laughs> but you're not Femi. Uh, no, I guess, no, yeah, I, I, like I've said before women. on the show, I do, and I said before on the show that I was like, it's a wonder my parents weren't like, is Peter gay? Because mm-hmm. I was trading stickers, and like, <laughs> all my friends were girls, and oh boy, and I'm buying Neutrogena, and uh, like, I'm keeping it on my face, like a fucking weird but kid. you're like the one who sneaks in, and we're like, we feel safe with you. Yeah, exactly. Like, ah, oh, I've got this boner, what are we gonna do about it? <laughs> that would be... Two decades later, but yeah, yeah then I, now I'm still the same, same moves. Like, you love shenanigans and uh, yeah. Neutrogena. What are we going to do about this bone? <laughs> can I put your bra on and then also... Can I put your mom? Bra? Can I put your bra on? Yeah. Oh, this does give imagine, a level of yeah, support. That there was a... I just I, pictured... I did picture us in a bathroom getting ready for bed <laughs> and then you had my bra on. Thank started, you for your candor. Do you need me? What? I, not per, it was just a daydream. But I was picturing Beth, you in a nighttime. relationship. Okay. <laughs> it's not nighttime, it's daytime. You're in a current relationship with your old values. Are you like that? Because I'm that way too. Whereas I, if, if I picture something a little bit, the fantasy exists in its entirety. Yeah. Like people can, like if someone, if you told me about your house, for example, you told me about the porch and your, mm-hmm. your boyfriend drinking whiskey on the porch. Like I could, I could walk you through that house. Yeah. Pretty well. Mm-hmm. I know which way it's facing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know if everybody's that way. Like I know what the view from that porch looks like and it's it's kind of incomplete, but like it's it's a graphic mm-hmm. uh imagination. Yeah. Muppet I go, my mind goes there. And then you can picture it. Yes. And talk about it. Yeah. I think that's a I think that's a comedian thing. It's an a, for sure an actor thing. Or it and helps an imp- you when you're acting. And least. improvising too. Like yeah, you if, are. if you're if you you're in a space. I thought you did improv. I did, but I mean, here and there, it was never a thing. Okay, it does help. So with, so, but you're you do straight acting. Yeah. Interesting. No. No, I mean, I ha- I mean, I studied theater, but I mostly do funny things. And right. I'm acting. Now you're doing. The I fun. was on an episode of Detroit One Eight Seven. Oh. As a murderer's old roommate. One Eight Seven on an undercover cop means murder. Really? Are you using humor? Yeah. You are one bitch. I know. It was a bitchy thing. You are such a bitch. I really think you're a bad person. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm joking. Here's what I think. Let's, let's close with the regular things. Okay. I, were you raised religious? Uh, Christian Methodist. Ooh, there's a Methodist to your madness. Mm. I'm having a stroke. <laughs> um, what are you now? I am now um, not religious. Hmm. And um, what do you think is going on? What are we, what are we doing here? <laughs> I think we um, First, often It's not find... a simulation. Okay. Not a simulation. That's what you said. Yeah, it's not a simulation. Sometimes, I don't know where I stand. Because the people, like 
people in my life, my mom and my sisters do believe in God and they are to me very smart, wonderful women that I respect. Mm. So I respect their beliefs. Mm. But I often feel like uh those are things we make up to make us feel better about um dying as organisms and just going into the earth and having a total blackness afterwards. The big nothing. Yeah, the big nothing. So you are you now bravely subscribing to the big nothing? I'm I'm straddling it. Because there's part of me that likes to think that there is something that's like propelling us or inspiring us, but I also think there's something very powerful about the you doing that on your own and being like, Oh no, I'm the one who does this and mm-hmm. giving yourself a little credit instead of like, Oh well, you know, God brought me and this person together. It's like, Oh no, I was doing such a great job being me that they got really attracted to it and wanted to be with me and we did it on our own. Right. So right. I kind of straddle that. So you die. I'm gonna say you die. Mm-hmm. And you wake up. It scares me. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. Me too. It scares me to think of the just total blackness. I think that's why I, I can just like, I, since I was little, I've been able to get myself there. I'd be like, just it's done. Yeah. And scary. Never ending void. Yeah. This. But you're gone. Yeah. Because, but then it's, yeah. It's everything you did. TJ Miller had on his bathroom wall for a long time and said, why would I fear death when I am death is not and when death is I am not. That gives me no comfort. Yeah. <laughs> But I, 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 I can see, I don't know. It doesn't come for me, but. What I was going to say, sense. you die and um, you realize that you're, you're an energy and you're floating around and there's other energies and you're just like, you know, everything and your consciousness is completely aware, but you have no real concern with Beth selling or your ego or anything or any ties to the earth. And how surprised are you? Very. Very. Yeah. I'm going to put mine at not very. Really? Yeah. That's where I'm coming around to. I think when I think you would that, you wouldn't be surprised if that happened. I'm just you know what I'm struck by is all the near death experience kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, I've been reading about that more and more. These people whose brains were completely dead but had these things that they insist weren't hallucinations, of course. Mm-hmm. But they're saying it was realer than this reality. Their knowledge was like infinite, and they and they were just like visiting and chilling with this idea of God, who explained to them that there are endless numbers of universes, and that everything is love, and all we need is love, and all that Beatles shit, and all that LSD and mushroom shit is true. Then they come back and they spend the rest of their living years trying to explain that to people. But they say it; it's like if a chimpanzee became a human, and then a human goes back to being a chimpanzee and tries to explain to other chimpanzees what it's like to be a human. It's pointless. Mm-hmm. There's no vocabulary for it. Mm-hmm. But there are these people, hundreds of them, living currently that are like, no, I went to the other side and I flew around on a goddamn rainbow. But it's not like a rainbow. I can't explain it. But this guy knows. And this guy in the front row is like, I know the rainbow. And then the people from Skittles are there handing out samples. It's like, get out of here, Skittles. (laughs) We don't want your sponsorship. The book that I'm reading, it's not very good. It's okay. It's called Proof of Heaven. It's interesting. Okay. About a neurosurgeon. This is like a summer reading list. I know. I'm a weird... Matrix. Well, The Matrix is great. Um, Is there a heaven book? The Matrix, spiritually speaking, I do believe that there is a certain amount of waking up that we need to do when everything, all the constructs, all this idea of time and space and uh, society is, I think, quieting our own potential towards the divine, towards becoming Neo, which you don't understand because that's the lead character in that. You you should watch it and watch it on Blu-ray. It's so good. I just Mm -hmm. watched it last night. Okay. I don't have Blu-ray, but... It's like $30. I'll rent it or something. $30 at the at Walmart. Get a Blu-ray player. I can't. I like when the, at the end of the podcast, sometimes it gets real quiet like this. And then when it gets real quiet, I like to think that people are listening to it while they're falling asleep. 
And then I like to think that what if we guess their name? So you can say any name and you just say good night and then their name. Okay. Good night, Chandra. Oh my God. If there's a Chandra listening right now and she was falling asleep, her cervix just opened up <laughs> and Skittles came up. <laughs> so did they IUD? You're pregnant. Oh no. But with a Skittle baby. Yeah. His arms are lemon. His little chubby baby legs are, are grape. And his head is purple because he's suffocated. <laughs> <laughs> Your Skittle baby's dead. She just woke up. Upside. We can eat him now. Yeah. Tasty treat. So you're, you're, it sounds to me like you're open to the sorts open. of nonsense. I mean, I'd li- wouldn't that be nice? I mean, that's what the Beach Boys said. I think it. I think it would be nice. God, it would be so nice. Yeah. So I, I'm really not a cynical person when it comes to that because I right. like to hope for the best on that. But I also feel there's a realism to it. Hey, I'm right there with you. I live with uh, two Christian gals, actually. Really? Mm-hmm. That's annoying. Uh, you have to understand. I love Christians. I just spent 28 years surrounded by yeah. them. So I've had I've had my fill, and uh, I still love them to death, and would go on a long car ride with one. But I don't necessarily need. I don't need any dogma right now. I don't. I don't. I, I love Christians. In fact, one of my good friends is a Christian, and he he's a pastor, and he is just the greatest. I love his opinions about everything, but that's very few and far between. A lot of the time, you just run into if you kill yourself, you go to hell, and uh, right. and if you're a gay lord, you go to the gay lord hell. I love gay lord. Why is that offensive? It sounds like you're the the gay owner. I mean, I just of picture Ben Stiller's face. Uh, why? Because Fokker. Gaylord Fokker. I like what you did there. It's true. You said it and that's all I could see. Okay. I'm picturing it too, but it, what's weird is I'm picturing him from Zoolander. Because mm. it's more of a... I don't know if I've seen that. Gay character. All the way through. I see The Matrix first. Just trying to upset you with all the things I haven't seen. Not one of those I knew you're one of those people. I am not here. That gets upset about. That will marshal what you have seen and haven't seen. I am Marshall. Oh my we god. We are. We are, Marshall. What's the hardest time you've ever laughed? Oh man. One of them. Could be the most recent. Yeah. Could be a little kid. Oh, I went to a taping of Two and a Half Men. <laughs> and um the warm-up guy was like <laughs> he was t- doing his jokes in between pointing people out on the set and was like, this is this person. They do the thing. Yep. And this is where he's in charge. Lacey won an Emmy for lights. And then he pointed to the guy who was on the lighting team. Who's like really old. And he goes, and that's Steven. He's a virgin. And I <laughs> laughed harder than I did the whole episode. And I couldn't stop. They yelled action. And I was like, <laughs> this is Steven. I don't, it wasn't Steven, but whoever the lighting guy name is really, really old. He's a virgin. And I was like, because there was, I was paying attention to not much, you know, and then just that in my ear after they're trying to get me to dance and uh-huh. eat candy. Yeah, this is Stephen. He's a virgin. Yeah, and it just got you. I've laughed for a long time. I love when something stupid gets you like that. Something mm-hmm. random gets you like that. <laughs> this has been a lot of fun. Do you feel good? I feel good. There was a dip in the where it's I not feel a dip. Bad oh, where you, I, I mean, how you it felt? Was a little dark. It's a wonderful episode. A I feel dark. really good about it. Okay. Let's end with one silly thing. Okay. 
Um, let's do. Do you want to do sing to a pop song you don't know? Mm-hmm. That's one choice. Or do you want to fake laugh with me until it turns into a real laugh? <laughs> I'll fake laugh with you until it turns into okay. a real laugh. But I was already laughing. I know it's going to be hard for us. We'll do it a couple times and then we'll be done. So the game is <laughs> we do a fake one. Okay, I have to pee a little. Me too. A lot. <laughs> well, this is the last thing. Okay. <laughs> What kind of a monster am I that tells you you can't go? It'll take one minute. No, we can do the last. We can do it. Or should we sing to a pop song? Do you have? To, I've heard people do it before, but it. Glennis is the only one that's done it. It's a new one. I listened to that one. I. It's a fun I thought one. other people had perhaps done it because I haven't listened to every single one, but I heard the Glennis one. It's a, it's a new thing. Do you want to do it? Will you? How do I do it? Oh, I just play a pop song. And then I have to sing along to it. Yeah, but you have to have never heard it before. We'll take. Oh, we'll each take a verse. It's not like you're supposed to be good at it. It's just supposed to be silly. Okay. Thank you, Katie. This will be the last thing we do, and we'll do a Sarah McLaughlin song, which we did last time, right? Because you love Sarah McLaughlin. Yeah, I do. I my mom got so mad at me when I was playing it. She came up and broke the CD in her own hands, and she argues she to this broke day because she's not a violent person. She's like an angel. Oh, that's the first track. She argues. She argues that she didn't break it. And then I'm wrong. Okay, I need you to tell me which one of these songs you don't know. Okay. Blackbird. When She Loved Me. <sighs> okay. Don't Let Go. From the s- None of them sound familiar. I know okay. Angel for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. We're not going to do Angel. Thank you, Katie. And the, uh... There's Adia, which we already sang. I do know that one. Let's do, let's do Blackbird. But what if it's the Paul McCartney Blackbird song? Blackbird singing in the dead of night. I like that we both have to pee. Let's do When She Loved Me. pee pretty bad. It's going to be okay. The coconut water. Went right through you. Okay, you're going you're gonna to take the first. What happened? Just a connection issue. Oh, Jesus. Okay. There it is. Yeah. I might pee. When somebody loved me, everything was beautiful. Story. Oh, it's it. Yeah, it's your turn, Pee Pants. Oh. <laughs> so years went by, but she began to drift away. Oh. I was left to pee. <laughs> Still, I think about you today when she said. Love 
never thought you'd look my way. Ooh. And she smiled at me and held me just like her jeans would do. Like she Am I supposed to sing with it? Oh, yeah. Oh. You're doing great. When she loved me. I think. When somebody oh, loves, loves you. you. Everything, Everything is beautiful. And the hour was spent together, lived near your heart. We love me. Just me singing. This <laughs> is you. I'm building a mystery. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That was it. That's, that's the end. Good thing you didn't do that one. You Go. didn't just sit on your foot so you don't pee your pants. Mm. Go pee out of your vagina. Yeah. Thank you so much for doing the show. Would you say keep it crispy real quick? Keep it crispy. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> Thank you, Beth Stelling. Thank you, P. Holmes. Get your new album, Thick Noon. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Now leaving Nerdist.com.